Welcome back to Bulletproof Mindset, Scotland's number one health, fitness and entertainment podcast. So today we welcome Stuart Irons on the podcast and what a conversation that we had. Stuart is an incredible character, full of crazy stories that we get into in today's episode. Now Stuart started his life out pursuing the professional football career. He then was addicted to gambling, then signed on the brew, and then through trial and error, he ended making his way into the Marines. Fast forward 10 years later, Stuart is now helping others with his Alive and Kicking program, and he has his very own podcast as well. So all of that we're going to leave in the link below within the description, so make sure you check him out there. Now let's not waste any more time, but if you enjoy today's conversation, the best way you can support the show is by leaving us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcast. It's completely free to do it feeds our egos but also helps us grow and helps us get more fantastic guests on the show like Stuart so without further ado let's get into today's episode right, so we'll be pretty flexible we'll do like a Monday and a Friday morning between yep. 8 and 10 half 10 yep. um, and we sat down yesterday and we've mapped out the next 100 episodes that we're going to do so Aye. it's like in bang bang get bang, it done, bang. Man. get it done he's got to go <laughs> did you do many guests in that 100 we've only just... started so this, was, this is what I man the hot, man the hot so, seat so, Aye. so Aye. It's, Aye. New, it's new it's new territory Aye. for you two he's not talking to each other he's good at interviewing I'm just good at yapping He'll jump in with that question I, at one point. I, I, I think it's a better dynamic with three because yeah. I, I date myself mm-hmm. and I'm like, it must be hard. That is hard, mate, because then you're continuing. Like, now I've brought the boy in who works for me to sit wait like you used to. I was going to say, is that, is that so that's what it, for you then? I went down the route, I was going to do interviews, but mm-hmm. now I'm like, well, actually, what I do more in depth topics of the views and the, the stuff aye. that I talk about, so I can actually use it as content as well. Aye. And then when people go on, it's like, I can wear belt to buy. As long as you get the right people on, it's just a conversation anyway. Yeah, I was saying it also I mean? also grows your skill set as well. Oh, definitely. You probably find by just doing those reels, you're like, I'm actually feel like I Confident. can communicate. Not even confidence. I think it's you talk about the same subject so much, and then something clicks, and you're like, I can say that in a better way. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what that is, mate. It's just like you can. That's that's exactly it, mate. Just uh, communicating and getting your point across. And I think what I was saying to you is keep everything simple. Uh, yeah. Even the way you communicate, because I was talking to an author, and she's like. The, the population are dumb. They don't aye. like big words. No, they hate big words, mate. They just like they just aye. Aye, they just aye. like somebody like just can explain they talk things about to the them. Mild fascia, the muscle. Aye. Like aye. I'm bored as well. Ah, you like see all the shit that's out on social media. They know it, mates. I think that's why I've my fucking Instagram and all that's fucking yeah. just because I'm just putting a simple nice message out and conveying it. So this is how. Do you want me to adjust that mic actually? No, oh, that's all right, mate. Aye, so that's how. This is funny you say that about the guest stuff because. Yeah. It was only something we were like, right, let's actually get other people on, let's get similar messages, maybe even a different message and open up healthy debates on subjects we might know. Like, we're no two guys, but we're no very egotistical as like, our way is the only way and yeah. that sort of stuff. And that's yeah. the confusing message in the health and fitness space. Yeah. Um, when we started in G4, I think I remember seeing like one of your cold plunges videos come up. Yeah. And I thought you were for Wishy. Like, oh, just right, no. MD was I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, Nicole. I was, I'm actually, f- I was born in Canvas Lang, mate. I grew up in Hamilton for years. So for about five to 18 before I moved away again. Right. That's where my mum basically moved up to. I uh, got you. So I, I seen, obviously cold plunges were a wee bit of the hype this time last yeah. year. And... I seen you doing it like just it was like a live that you were doing. Was, it on, was it on Instagram? TikTok? Aye, so it was up. At, it was like a it was like a football field behind you or a oh the field. cricket club. Like, yeah. So so I seen that and I was like oh, so I tuned in and and I liked the message you were saying and and then it's just like anything that comes up in your feed and you go yeah. buy it and then 
some of your reels started coming up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's that guy again. Yeah. And, and then I clicked on your profile. I was like, fucking hell, you blew up like uh, in I, a mate, very like, short space of like, time. I was like, so my story is, mate, as obviously we could get in the podcast, is basically, mate, for December, I was just like, ah, cold that night in December, sitting on the couch with my dog, just thinking, this is fucking shit, man. I went on to TikTok. Was it TikTok? I think it was TikTok, mate. Andrew Tate Reel come up. Right. He's like, I know that's mate. That's obviously a. a, a We've went in it, mate. It was one of his reels, and he was like, if you want to fucking change your life, this is what you have to do. You have to get a phone addiction. You have to stop consuming content and you have to create, 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 create. Right, okay. So for that day, mate, I was like, I'm going to create. I'm just going to fucking make as much content as I can and I'm just going to speak about the stuff that I've experienced in my life right. and I started doing that on TikTok mate boom 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 like three or four a day mate for three months I was religious with it and my TikTok just fucking fired up awesome but on Facebook and Instagram I never paid attention to what was actually what yeah. we'd catch on there I, I was I was posting with a TikTok watermark aye and you don't realise all the f- and I didn't realise that mate and I started taking that off and just shutting up my hook a bit and mm-hmm. it just been boom. bang do you know what I mean it's crazy so how old are you 30, I'll be 36 in October mate cool so so take us back then so you, you started your kind of uh, maybe your health and fitness journey in the Marines or was it just no, by, so I, I, as a byproduct that just happened I, I shouldn't even have joined the Marines mate really? I joined the Marines for a gambling addiction mate all right. So my Talk story, my, my story is, I was a YTS at Rafe Rovers when okay. I was sixteen. Then joined Hamilton Nackies when I was eighteen. But and amongst that, I picked up a gambling addiction. Right. When I get released for Hamilton nineteen, I then fell into the messy fucking gambling and all that, mate. Like full on chronic addiction. And my escape route was joining the Marines. Right. And okay. The only reason I joined the Marines was because. I wanted to get away from the fucking chaos I'd cost myself. Aye. That's him, a short and down version, but I can get into it. Yeah, no, aye, aye, aye. take it straight. So, have, so, have we started? Yeah, yeah, I've just, uh, we, so we're dead relaxed. I don't relaxing. think we started. No, no, we, think we started? No, 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 I didn't think we started either. So I, I don't know where Heather's or theirs. Like, it's a nice smooth, like you're just like somebody will tune in like, after the intro and that. So, um, bye, so, so in terms of addictions then, yeah. we were talking about that. Was that just, was that the body dysmorphia episode? Uh, we're, t- we're talking about it anyway so addiction can come in oh it was sugar we were talking about sugar yeah. being addictive and then it opened up the conversation what of is an addiction what is an addiction porn addictions fucking gym addictions working yeah. out and all that sort of stuff and gambling is actually quite a common one in scotland so massively mate what uh, was yeah. what was your experience with so, it can, so can you take us through it i'll take you through it i'll take i'll take you i will take you away back here because i thought i didn't think we were starting <laughs> I, 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 I was like you and you and i was like i'm hanging the same I was I was like, like, I, he's gone I, I know i know when he started but i know you had to start and i had to start but i knew he'd started i was like if i say this he's gonna be like no and see if you say that so i'm that, gonna be like what? No, it's because you right. were talking about something, and I was like, "That's actually really good." I'll just start the podcast. Uh, I, I thought it was really good as well. I know, I know you mean. I'll take we'll, we'll, we'll this in, but we'll start. It's funny, <laughs> see how, funny. See how relaxed. That's what podcast is all about, though. That is, that is. What I mean, <laughs> so I'll take you when <laughs> my, when I was growing up, mate. My dream is that we've all got dreams. Like usually, the dreams what you wanted mm. today, mine was to be a footballer. Right. Okay. And that's pretty much all I wanted today. I'd pretty much a good childhood in terms of. That's probably all I did, mate. I was running about the streets, play football. I was thinking, I was, I'm a Rangers fan. I was like, I might be Brian Loudrop, I might be Gaza. I was, mate, I was like, what's the word? You're obsessed Obs- with obsessed. it. Obsessed, that was the word. So I was obsessed. 
and I joined Rafe Rovers uh, 14 for my boys club which was Blanner Colts at the time and in there you don't really know if you've got to make it as a, a footballer you like you know you've got some potential people say you're good so in that time frame I actually then got a YTS contract okay. with Rafe Rovers and during that time I moved from where I lived in Hamilton through to Kirkcaldy okay. and that was a shock to the system because I was in a flat before other boys and I'm like what age are you at this time? 16 oh, right. okay. <laughs> so there was, right. four, there was four years but the manager then for M dates into football who watches this was a guy called Claude Anelka would you know Nicholas Anelka? Ah, yeah, yeah. So Nicholas is quite a famous French footballer. He, his brother was the manager at Rafe Rovers right, at the time. Okay. So what he was doing, he was bringing a big influx of French players to Rafe Rovers. And lo and behold, the French players had to have digs. So the young boys get kicked out of the digs. So I had to get back to Hamilton to live. So travelling for Hamilton oh, to... Every day. Every day was, was obviously unworkable at 16, mate. So I then signed with Hamilton Ackies. Right. And then at Hamilton Ackies, I was doing so well, mate, really well. Broke into the first team, had a few appearances off the bench and that. But within all this mist, I'd picked up a gambling addiction when I was younger. Don't know if you know the game Chippy. It's where you throw coins at I a remember. wall. I remember, you remember? I, I remember getting detention for this. <laughs> you, like the school bandit, and it was class, you, the 10p, ten, ten you win the 10 you closest to so the you, wall you'd, you'd be able to feel that rush, that Aye. adrenaline, he winning the money. So that's where started that, that's where, that's where when I reflect back, that's, that's where, where my gambling started. Right. But where it really started is my stepdad, also my best mates, brothers and that, they used to put football kittens on for us. Right. So we would pick the teams on a Saturday for soccer so Saturday. fun and games and Just that, fun right? and games, mate. So you don't realise back then, you think that's but harmless. you got a real, a real high for it. You, but you get a real high for it. Mm. So that was the then the intro into gambling. And then I just started getting down to the bookies and they had the roulette machines in there and that. So I was getting into the bookies, mate, and I was getting onto the roulette machines with the money I had in Aye. that. Do you know what I mean? And spending it. The worst thing I ever done then, I think I was 16, as I went down, I think I had about a five or a ten, I might put it in one of the roulette machines, which should be banned, honestly, and won like £500. Right. And so I think that was, high. I was hooked, mate, I thought that's easy, that's how you win money. Never since us. then, it was Aye, that, loss, loss, loss. That's actually but no, but really nobody, no, no, the thing with gambling, nobody would know, no, even when I was playing football, mate, at Hamilton and that, I was mm. gambling all my money. And still try to continue still play to play a, play a, be a football yeah. player. I know of people who are just were training a wide variety of clients and stuff who who have also had had the same thing. And you would never have, it's, it's not as if there's a trait with somebody like an alcoholic. You you can physically see it. And they're drunk and um, stumbling so, about and they're so struggling. I, Gambling's the, the worst work, as you say. You can't see it. Yeah. Man. So it's interesting you say. I remember the roulette machines when I was an apprentice in my first corporate job, and we went in. This is first time I ever seen somebody put. 200 quid into a machine i was like yeah. what are you doing it was just we get paid 20 quid 20 quid not 20 and i was like it's i was like you're giving me an anxiety been, watching this there, and he put in about 400 pounds won about 430 and he was like oh, i was fucking brilliant that and i remember i don't know if that probably pushed me away from it but um i've spoke about like no i guess no necessary addictions but we're talking about gaming addiction i went down that route which i'm thankful yeah. of because yeah. it's very no, well, I guess no as much severe consequences as what Gambling's got, so. absolutely brutal because... Your money. It's money, yeah. You can't go away and spend all your money in alcohol in 10 minutes, can you? Nice. Can I go and spend... Like, well, mate, you can get to the roulette machines, what you're saying there, he it's to insane, a, man. 200 quid in, what, 30 seconds? Aye. So is that the type of, like, volume that's what of was, cash mate, that, 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 that you were that, doing? That, that's what 
Yeah, I wouldn't say that's the volume of cash because back then I was younger and I wasn't right, getting okay, I wasn't yeah. getting much money. I think I was on like fifty five pound a week at Hamilton, but I was spending it all. That's what I mean. You're spending. So your we're a gambler. Amount, it yeah. doesn't matter how, how much you've got. You've all spent. You spend. You spend all as I, I found out as I get older and I started getting the more money. I just started spending Spend more money, on gambling, yeah. mate. So and that, any gambler will tell you, mate. Every time you lose is a rock ball. Right. So it doesn't matter. The win. It doesn't matter, no, the win or the, the, the loss, or you're always hitting a rock bottom of gambling. Mm, right. So, if you've only got a five or a tenner in your pocket and you put it in there, mm, it feels like a rock bottom when you walk away because of the guilt and the shame. Aye, aye, aye. And obviously, we're talking about addictions there, it's all the dopamine in it. So, so I was just about, about to ask you because you're, you're, you're right pain, into that. pain and pleasure, mate, mm, in it. Aye, so, aye. that's how you get hooked. You get hooked with a high and then the fucking massive crash. Mm. And it's like human beings, we're like, we love pain and we love fucking pleasure. It's that molecule dopamine. That's yeah. what everybody's chasing in it. That feel good fucking chemical. So that's how I get hooked into gambling when I was younger. Do you know what I mean, mate? Yeah. And it was I don't blame myself for what happened there the the years with gambling because if you look at society, I call it a clown world. Just due to all the pitfalls. Do you know what I mean? You've got things like going out every weekend getting pissed. That's a pitfall, drinking, drugs, the gambling shops. Everything's there to trip you up. Yeah. But if you're not like awake and you've not got a clear head, you no, can't yeah. you can't see that. Do you know what I mean? And it's hard for people. That's why I I don't blame myself for yeah. it, mate. Do you know what I mean? Well, there's no point having it's almost the same when we related back to clients, like having guilt associated with anything that you do, whether you go off track with your diet or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that's one extreme to the other, of course, but it doesn't lead you to, to anywhere. Mm -hmm. So going through this then, gambling obviously looked a lot different when we were 16 17 18 compared to what how easy it is these days you're online press two buttons yeah. and you can lose all your wage literally yeah. within yeah. two buttons yeah. so did you did you go into that yourself or did you did you manage to catch yourself before no that? i was i was wait, i was doing everything but the main one was the roulette machines for me so when i get released the hamilton the manager then was billy reed he released okay. me i walk up the road mate from hamilton Aki stadium up to where i lived in hills just crying my eyes i was just like where am I going with my life? I don't... The only real people who really knew about my addiction was like close family members, like my mum and that, and they were trying to get me to stop it. And Because I was fucking stealing money off them and that. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I was fucking stealing money off them. I was like, the, the work totes and mm. that and gone and gambling. Just yeah. a couple of pounds here That's there. what it does to you, mate. Do you know what I mean? When you look back, you're like, fucking hell, man. It just... How I describe it is you've get, you're possessed. So... Your spirit's possessed. You're not in so control. in here, your brain's saying, "Stop putting yourself. Don't fucking gamble." But it's just doing it anyway. But you just go and do it anyway. Aye. It's like a possession, mate. Addiction, a gambling yeah. addiction is, and that's how I don't blame myself because I was like, I was possessed for years. Mm -hmm. I was doing things that I wasn't in control of because deep down I knew inside my soul was like, "Stop putting yourself, Stuart. Why are you doing that?" Because they were the kind of questions I would get up the road and ask myself. I walk up and go. Why did you do that? You says you've only got to do it. You fucked yeah. it, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, you could imagine how that then has a knock-on effect on a young guy's self-esteem, my confidence, all these sort of things. So in that period, mate, between 19 and 22, from before I joined, which my escapism when I was company, was joining the Royal yeah. Marines. I really fell into the oblivion where it drank the gambling, I was ended up falling out with my mother at that time and sleeping on my mate's couch, one of my best mates. 
And in that period of time, I was like, how am I going to get, go to get this? I didn't want to go to GA. I was too proud. My ego was in the way. I'm like, I'm not going to GA. I don't want to not yeah. end it in all my gambler. Aye. How can I go to this? So I was like, I'm going to join the army. Right. So I was like, right, let's go and join the army. Don't want to join the army. Don't you know what a fucking rifle is, mate? I want to be a football player. That's my dream. Now I'm this, nine, I'm this 21 year old guy and I'm like, I'm going to join the army. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, see in that journey then, so you must have had a pretty, you must have been quite talented, pretty hard working then to make the first team and, and, and was, all this sort of stuff. So was I was, a, I was, mate. Well, back then, you know, James McArthur. Mm. So I was in the same youth team as him, the same, me and him made our debuts around about the same time. And I look back, I look back at guys like that and I go, look at the way or two lives panned out. If maybe had. I didn't gamble and I had a right support yeah. network around about me, I could have went and made it. Maybe I wasn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? So uh, you start. It's like the unknown. I went through my life. I've went through my life, mate, feeling I've not been good enough because I never made it as a mm. football player. Because mm. like, that's where I was getting to, like your mindset has been around that's your identity at that point. Yeah. And then getting let go, was that like the first that maybe was, awakening that, or that, forcing you? That, that was it, obviously. You, things can go two ways in life. You can let somebody's opinion of you determine your reality or you can use it as motivation and fire and kindling to go, right, you, you can't, I'll fucking show you. Do you aye, know what aye. I mean? I let it do the opposite mm. because I was in the midst of a gambling addiction. Then somebody telling me that I'm not good enough already felt no good enough because I was gambling all my money and my self-esteem was done. So that was why the the, the sequence of events when I get released ended up into the obviously the in my, I'd say the oblivion addiction and my thought process of, right, I'm gonna go and join the army to escape mm. the chaos that I created myself. So talk about the joining the Marines, because I, I joke with my with my wife and I'm like, see if I never met you, that there was a I, think, I don't know if it's every wee guy that has this. I played a lot of COD videos, yeah. so I was like, oh, I fucking know what I'd be a soldier. <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the story. Just taking it back to joining the army. So I wanted to join the army. I never even thought about the Marines. So how the army works is you go and do like into the army careers office, do their barb test, which is just to make sure that fat enough. Uh, no uh, fat enough, just to make ad- academically. Ah, all right, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fine. Past that, and then they've basically send for your doctor's medical records in the army just to make sure that you've not got any underlying conditions that are going to affect you when you get in. Mm. But previously, I went to my doctors for my gambling and my depre- depression. Ah, so right. I went in the doctor and I was like, I'm, I didn't want to go to GA. I was like, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm addicted to gambling. I've no money. I'm depressed. I don't know what to do, where to turn in. And he's like, listen, there's a G. And he's saying, there's a GA. I can give you antidepressant tablets and that. And I was like, fucking walked away with antidepressants. So fast forward to joining the army, they sent away for their records. And then, <laughs> aye, this is what I mean, mate. And I'm sitting in my mates and the letter came through the door for the army saying, listen, you've been knocked back for the army. You've been deferred for 12 months. Who the fuck gets knocked back for the army, mate? Fucking Do you know what I mean? Aye, I'm like, aye, aye. so I'm sitting there in my mates and it was probably one of the worst feelings in my world, mate, because... Ball. That was my escape. Mm. I thought, fucking hell, what am I going to do with my life, man? The army don't want me. I'm fucking addicted to gambling. Mm. And my mate at the time, he was training with the Royal Marines at the RMR Ibrooks. And he's, yeah. So he's like, going down to the training on a Tuesday night. So I've been down with him a few times. And he's like, just go and chance it with the, the Marines and see if you can get in there and see what the script is. Because the army and the Navy are different. And I was like, right, do you know what? I'm going to chance my arm. So I went into the, the Marines careers office. Same sketch, you get in there, you do your test as well. 
And then their medical is an actual physical med- medical with a real doctor. Right, right. So they set me up and I went to the real doctor and I went in there and I was like, ah, right, I'm just going to lie. If you ask me about anything about addictions or mental health, I'm lying. So he's like, right, jump on scales, took weight, took the blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. Just asked me a few general questions. I was like, oh, singing, oh, dancing. He's like, right, brilliant, signed off. And I walked out there, mate, and I was like, no danger. <laughs> so I was like, right, I was like, I might get into the Marines here, do you know what I mean? Did you have a buzz for that? I had a buzz for that because I thought this might go two ways. He might be sitting there with my records or whatever. So I was absolutely buzzing. Then the next thing, I got a letter through for the Marines just to say, right, we're sending you down for a PRMC. So that's just a pre-Royal Marines course to do all the fitness side of it. So like your three-mile run, all your tests basically before you actually get selected to go Mm. to recruit training. So when I got the letter through to say I'd been accepted for that, I just switched. I was just like out running. I was doing everything. Go, go, go. Oh, I, I so was that's that actually focused you. That that that, that, that focus. Obviously, I was still suffering with addiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, I was signing on the brew. Right. So every two weeks, I was getting like a hundred quid for the brew, and I would Good spend spot. it anyway on, ga- right. on gambling. So oh, I was, was I was still gambling, right, mate, okay. but I was like, there was a more powerful. I, I was like, I'm going to go to the Marines anyway, yeah. and the. I, I need to give a shout out to the brew, to be honest, because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have had had, had half the stuff to go to the Marines. Aye, kept you they, they gave me, they bought me a suit, gave me the money for a suit of Slater's, bought me like my training kit and all that. And all then, right. I, mate, honestly, it was... So they, it gets a bad rap, doesn't it? Again, in a way, it's like, there's almost a sense of pride when people... No, I'm not signing on now. I can do so. It's almost like you where you're you're going to GA in a, in that, a wee that, while in, yeah. in, a, in, in a way. So they that they were. Aye, they, they 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 honestly done everything, mate. I couldn't I could not fault them in that sense. Like try to get you back into what and get you. They obviously never knew my problems, but they like you're a young help. boy. We'll help you. We'll get you into the Marines. We'll get you your stuff. Aye. aye. So that was me. I was like happy days. I'm going to the Marines. So that was my escape. And I, I can always remember the, f- the the journey going down there in the train for Glasgow Central to Lumpsden Commando. I had this grey suit on, the, the brew, I think it was too big for me. <laughs> and I was like, right, this is it. Now I've got an opportunity to go and build my life, to go and be a Marine. And when I went there in the Marines, the things that I used for all my motivation was all the carnage for my past, mate, for my gambling, for all the negative thoughts, all the negative feelings. I started to use that as motivation so when the times did get tough within the marines kept going i was like because i never had to go back to i was like if i feel this i'm going back to that old lifestyle I don't do that. And everybody thinks you need to be superhuman a marine mate is there it's in your mindset do you know what i mean it sounds like there was a higher purpose and that's what we t- we talk about we um discipline motivation whatever it is like there has to be a strong purpose behind the the task that's at hand and 100%. that purpose is lower than what the thoughts yeah. are, and you're going, eh, fuck it, that life wasn't too bad, I'll yeah, go back it, to it. It's, it. it's this bad, mate. I thought this is the mindset I was in, and what I thought the Marines were. I thought it was all fitness, right? I turned up and they gave me a rifle. I was like, what the fuck's this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking 22 at my years. I thought it was all fitness and running and press ups and sit ups. Nobody's gave me a rifle yet. So, so what, that, was it, what was the whole camp in that? Like, was it tough? So, it was really tough. So, the first day you rock up, you come off the you get off the train at Limston Commando, and they've got their own train station at the Marines. And you have to wait there with your bag and you're sitting there going, fucking hell, man, I'm well at my debt for you. And the corporal marches down. I think there was maybe about 10 or 12 years on the platform to go off that train. Yeah. 
the corporal come down. His name is Corporal Cook, this big, tall English guy, marching down. He's like, right, who's your name? Blah, blah, blah. Irons. Right, we've got to march. So he marches up to a thing called the foundation block. So the foundation block is basically where the new recruits go and you spend two weeks as, as where it says on the tin foundation. Yeah. So this. What they do is they strip you right back for your civilian identity, mate. So you get in there, bags down, and they're like, right, barbers. And I, back then, I had long hair in that, and I used to love style my hair. <laughs> I could tell you a story about that, so, uh, how, how I love style my hair, as I'll go off track a wee bit and tell you. So me and my best mate at the time, Used to love going out, going out to Hamilton Palace and that every weekend when we were younger. She's not Hamilton Palace. Still going. So, so, we, so, so, so I used to go. I used to go. <laughs> so remember, uh, remember, remember. I don't know. Is it 2006? The World Cup when Beckham was getting all the blonde highlights. Aye, 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 aye. So we all that. To, to, I think it was my mate's mum's barber. We were like, right, we want two haircuts looking like Beckham, but if. The tints and all that through them and styling them. So, so he started doing it. Go, he's put these, the, the haircut started doing the tints, mate. I swear to God, the, our two hairstyles come out like bleach blonde. <laughs> he actually had to put black highlights into her hair to make it look good. To make it look <laughs> So, we went out. I think it was maybe the Saturday night. We walked up to the Hamilton Palace store and the big bouncer that was there, his name was John. Don't know if you can remember the way back, big baldy guy. No idea. He's like that. Who the fuck are you two, mate? Be <laughs> Journey South. <laughs> two guys that were on X Factor fucking years ago with his blonde hair. So that, that that was a story for there, mate. I've been a wee off track. But aye. Is that the haircut that you were talking about? That, that was I remember that, that haircut. That, that's right. what I mean. That was I, the pride of the haircuts. I used to love my hairstyles, the billets and all that. I used to straighten the back of my hair and all that. The millet. Madness. I'm doing that, you know. Aye, you back to that. Take it back, man. Madness back then, mate. Some of the stuff you do. So I so. What they do is they're like, right straight to the barbers. Don't get any Journey South haircuts or Beckham haircuts. It's get a double zero all over. Nah, so right then, good. you're getting your identity stripped. So ah, they yeah. want to strip you. You're basically who you are and start mm. building you up as a Marine. What they want you to be. I saw that two-week stage is pretty much like fucking... This is how this is how far it is. The corporal's like, right, this is one of the, the lessons. The corporal's taking you in to show you how to get washed. He's like washing his balls, washing his hair, washing this, showing you how to brush his teeth. And he's like, right, lads, I know this seems a bit much. Me getting washed, me getting brushing my, my teeth and all this sort of stuff, getting in the balls and the ass crack. He says, but you would not believe the amount of people who get washed, but they miss their face and their teeth. <laughs> everybody, everybody just started laughing. Obviously, he's applying that people can't kind of wash themselves. Aye, aye, aye. They miss their teeth and they miss their face. Mate, I was I've just like, I don't wash my face. Uh, you said that before. Aye, you? Aye, I <laughs> said this. <laughs> Why you I don't just go for a shower and the water runs down it. That's enough for me. Aye, but <laughs> you must get in and put your heat under it. And, that's no? it, but that's it. Hi, well, when Wait. I wash my hair, I put my head under. That's it. Ah, you're still you you're still, it. you're still, you're still getting washed. Kinda, you? kinda. Find that James is a different breed here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot more we could go into in his own podcast. You're like, I'm not, I don't do that either. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, wash my balls. That, 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 that's why they were showing you all this stuff. So the first two weeks were were the toughest in terms of not being able to sleep because you had to have your like wardrobes in a certain way, your your clothes folded and yeah. you're like a so these things they, we called them globe and laurels. It was just like a VA four magazine. 
Should they fold your shirts into that size, fold your trousers into that size, your so boots had to be... into a routine into a routine. Basically, they were mm. starting to form, like, routine and habits and structure and discipline. So I found that first two weeks really hard because you didn't, I didn't sleep, mate. Do you know what I mean? I was just up all night. Is there any moment that you're looking to drop out at this point? No, no, no. Like, never, through your whole training? No, never, mate. Never, never. Because you knew you were going to go back to that place? I never once. I aye. just says, I'll just stay here until I can do it. Aye, just get it. Do you, do you know, know what, what I mean? it's like for, like, I would imagine people do drop out. Like, what is the dropout? Is it? Is so it I think it was like maybe 60 odd started in our, our trip. And there was about 12 originals passed out, really? 12 of so us. Wow. So I think in total, within the group, maybe about 20 odd passed out because when you, people get injured, the people who fail tests, they get back, they call it back tripped. So you'll get other people coming oh, into yeah, your yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah. So I think it was like 12 originals for your trip out of 60. Interesting. Right. So uh, you could see the percentage yeah. right there. Do you know what I mean? It's, nice. it's hard, mate, because it's not only you try to pass the physical, even the written test and that, you're trying to avoid injury. Aye, keep it, keep it keep, going. Well, see if you get injured, do you get kicked out? If it's a serious injury, then they'll put you into a thing called rehab trip, it was hunter trip, and if they can rehabilitate you, you'll get in there, do all your rehabilitation, then, then they'll insert mm -hmm. you back into a training trip Do you pass out as a Marine. So, so being an athlete then probably played a part in you having Aye, I was, strong, see, resilient see, see, I was, as being a footballer, I could run all day. I was, if, I was, I was one of the, I was probably the fittest in terms of running and stuff like that, but with my upper body, mate, I couldn't even do three pull-ups. Do you know what I mean? A, I was, there's always a weakness. I, there. <laughs> so I couldn't, I struggled really bad with pull-ups, mate. So every night we had pull-up bars outside the, the rooms. Mm -hmm. So I was just on them doing pull-ups every night, do you know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. to get better at them. That's why I really struggled with it at the start, but mm. you could imagine you're getting thrashed every day with fitness, press-ups, sit-ups, running here everywhere. Fatigue size. You end, up, you end up fit as a fiddle, strong. Do you Aye. know what I mean? The strongest and fit as I've ever been. Yeah, Plus they're feeding you like 5,000 calories a day. Oh, is that you get, you're getting four meals a day. I'm huh? going to Marines. <laughs> four, that's I'm why, sick wait, of paying for 4,000 calories here. That's why I joined. Because uh, I was like, everything's I, taken care of, so. I've got a roof over my head. Aye. I don't need to worry about eating. Aye. I'm getting a wage in my bank every month and if I spend it on shite and gambling and nights so there. I've still got a roof, I've still mm. got food, I've got security I've got security. Aye. And it's probably the best thing that happened to me because the Marines brought me in, opened their arms up to me as a brotherhood. Aye. And then gave me a platform to go and rebuild my life. And yeah. Say rebuild my life, go and build, a, build go, it, aye. go and build a life for myself aye, aye. in terms of I'd say be a Marine and identifying a, a Marine. Is what I say is to people, mate, is if you are struggling in your life, if you're struggling and you don't have any values and you don't have any routines, you don't have any habits, you don't have a focus, you don't have a direction, join a group. Mm -hmm. Join a group, a, a, a body of people who do have them Aye. and latch on to them and they'll become your values, your ethos, your ways of thinking, your focus and your direction yep. until you... Build yourself up to you go, do you know what? This is the direction I want to go in my life. Aye. And then you go there. Aye. Yeah, you you get a ton of value like from a mindset point of view, which is why we wanted to get you on just from a um like mindset lessons that you've learned in that. But before we can get into that, so going through the Marines then, so how long how long were you there? Like so the, the Marine training, it was uh, a it was a year evolution. So you do nine months in total, but then you've got like Christmas, Easter. In summer, so it pads out. It must have been about a year. So I joined in the I joined, in, was it the November? 
Aye, it was maybe the end of October, November, and I passed out maybe the end of July, start of August. It was nearly a year, 10 months. Right. So it was, it's, long, it's the longest and, and the hardest military training in the world, supposedly. And at that point then, so what happens after that? Where does your life go from there? So after I passed out, I joined, it was called Fleet Protection Group at Fazlane through in Helensburg. It's called For Free Commando. And you know what? That was probably one of the the best times in my life Mm -hmm. as a young man. I was was part of a Royal Marine boarding team and I get basically went deployments out in the Indian Ocean, catching pirates and that, catching oh, Somali really? pirates. It was so cool. So you must have and some w- mad stories. And within, 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 within then, can you remember, was it Libya? Mm-hmm. So the, the Libya, the civil wars and that were kicking off in Libya. So this was one of my very first roles, was part of, was it, one of the HMS Somerset, I think. We get tasked to get to Libya, Benghazi Harbour, and evacuate the British nationals. Right. And when we rocked up to Benghazi Harbour, it was hostile as fuck, mate. These was guys it? just walking about, mate. We weren't getting fired that but I was just like... You could feel it. You could I was feel like, the ah, you feel the tension and just the fact that people are walking about with you because it's not like somebody in training and that. And you're like, right. Yeah, because they can pull that trigger at I, any time. Ah, you're like, right, I need to be ready here. I need, to be, I need to be switched on. I was like, as you can imagine, the adrenaline was shooting through my body. And I was the point man off the ship, so I was the first person off. Right. <laughs> so I was like, right, I'm the first. done on purpose? Like, no, it was just, just because of how it, just because, just I, just because of how it was. So I was the, the, the point man off. And when we walked off, I was just like, right, if anything kicks off here, I'm going to have to basically tap into all that training I've I've, I've learned. Obviously, fortunately, never. We just cordoned off the hard bus, set up like a, a little RV desk thing, brought the British nationals, got their passports, Took them onto the ship and then evacuated them back to, I think it was Cyprus at the time. And we we let them off there and then they get a flight back to the UK. That was one of my very first roles as a a Marine and I I, I absolutely loved it. After that, I ended up doing a six months tour in the Indian Ocean, just catching catching pirates, mate, which so was good. this is something I didn't even think that and was it's not like, when you say catching pirates, no Johnny Depp. No, I know. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've seen the film Ca- Cap- Captain Phillips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 just yeah. imagine you sitting in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> like, get him. That's what I mean. Like, we're so oblivious to that this shit goes on because yeah. and, and, it doesn't make the news or the headlines and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And and there's people doing this every yeah. day. So yeah. so what's that like? Like, is it is it? Straightforward. I, uh, is it is was it pretty straightforward? So what, to what, deal with I so what you find is the the Sim, the Somali pirates are like when they see a warship, mate, they're like, fuck that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm, are they? Ah, they're like you, a you see a what? Wait, wait, many? How many? How but, many's on your? Oh, on the on, uh, on, on the what? In terms of Marines, there's only nine of us, but the the Navy crew. I don't know, we're talking maybe up to a hundred odd right, navy uh, crew. So do you know a, what I mean? A Somali pirate ship. A Somali pirate, like about, so like one of the stories is we rocked up and there was uh I think there was a Mayday call that uh, a, a, a Dow had been or a, was it a Mayday call? It might not have been, it might have just been we were doing a routine patrol and check. I can't remember. But what we did, we rocked up and these four it was just four Somali pirates had basically pirated this Dow, like twelve or thirteen Iranians. So when we get up they're they're just like that, throw them air, do you know what I mean, throw them air, they just threw their fucking their guns, airboard mate, and we just yeah. went up, went on, arrested them, and we the ship, cleared the, the, the dow, right. and then 
took the Somali pirates back to the ship and then left the Iranians to crack on back to Iran, mate. Mad. So what's your, what's your mindset like during this part of your life? I was good. I was so was so. Uh, my mindset was good, mate, because I was a trained to be a marine. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't gambling like as in, like I was gambling all my money. Do you know what I mean? And I was out in the Indian Ocean doing a six month deployment. I couldn't really Could spend be. my money. I wasn't doing any online gambling, so it was probably the most clearest mind I had mm-hmm. because I was just away. Aye, it was just aye. away. Aye, I didn't. It wasn't. I was just mind. doing my job every day, eating. I was on. Sh- we were on ship. We were in. So the routine is the boarding team and the Marines is you're getting up in the morning. You're doing your fizz. We called it your exercise. Your circuit with your with the boys. Right. Then you go for your breakfast. Then you do like a lesson. Say it's on whatever it's on, it could be on anything, sport, whatever, then you maybe get tasked to come up with a PowerPoint lecture to deliver to the lads. So we would have a wee theme and we'd sit and give like, so like you were practising your public speaking and, oh, yeah. and that in mm-hmm. front of the boys. So you do that and the routine, it was a right good, a right good routine during the day. Last and within that type period, well. you yeah. obviously would go and do your job if there was any pirates oh. or you had to go and do any patrols or whatever. Right. And then at night, you would just sit and watch box sets and that and the ship that you'd loaded up on your yeah. uh, hard drive. Do you know what I mean? Was it? Then every, every, this is a good part of it, why I enjoyed that every five weeks you would stop at a, country to refuel uh, and get stores cool. on and See we were we were we because we never had bed spaces we were sleeping in the, the bottom of the ship on cot beds and they called this this we placed the ops room annex right. so it was meant to be like uncomfortable living conditions so anytime the, the ship stopped we would get a hotel Right. So, so, so you can imagine, you like can imagine like that. Nine, nine, nine marines on a hotel in uh, Dubai, man. Do you know what I mean? You're like living at large, spending, spending all the money that you were earning. <laughs> Just earning the high. Of course, you can't spend it. That, that's else, it, mate. Right? You're, you're a, you're, you think was, you're a millionaire. Do you know what I mean? I, was there ever inclinations to like spend that and go back to gambling then? Because you. No, no, like, no, no. When I was out there, maybe when I come back aye, so and I had, I'd, I'd leave, I would be. Gone, gone tonto, aye, about drinking at the weekend. But my, my thing when I was in the Marines, mate, is I go to the weekends. So, for example, go out of town, into the social, get through the cocktail list with my, one of my mates who was a gambler, which was obviously aye. you got the people who you're surrounded with, aye, your circle, aye. which we'll get into. As we would get through the cocktail list, and then when we were absolutely steaming, we go, right, we'll go to the Corinthian, we go down into the casino, That's and it. we just bang. Max. Bang, bang, and if bang. we won, mate, see if we won, like, say, we, we did win sometimes. We'd won two or three grand. We'd go back to the pub and just fucking rattle. Spend but then off. we would get back again and just spend. Aye. That was the, that was probably the mindset I was in there as opposed to before. I was in like a mindset of complete destruction and I needed to get away. My life was a wee bit more stable because I did have the security and the wage coming in yes. every month. So but I still struggled with gambling and, and all the way through it, I was 30 year old, mate. Really? Right. So see when see when you're obviously the mindset when you're out to sea, you're dealing with fucking real bad people and you're seeing this conflict on a regular basis. You come back and you get leave and you come back to fucking Glasgow. Is there an ego there that you're like, I'm untouchable? Honestly, mate, I felt the, the day I passed out as a Marine, I felt amazing, mate. I felt yeah. I was at the pinnacle in my oh, life. Boy. I just, I was just crying, mate. Just, I think it was the fact that all the stuff I'd been through, it was just like, do you know what? I've made it. It's like I've, made, to this I've made it. I've done it. I've done it. I've, I've proved mm. to know myself, but I've proved to everybody that doubted me or everybody. I probably hurt a lot of people as well, mate, with yeah. my gambling. Do you know, I told you I was stealing course, off yeah. my mum and that. And so 
for them as well to see me going and doing that, like, he's, he's not got to fucking throw his life away in gambling and that, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, I, I did, I felt untouchable, honestly felt untouchable. Things like I've got a, a, a marine tattoo, that's how proud I was, I went and got uh-huh. a marine tattoo because I was like, fucking hell, I'm a marine man, do you know what I mean? That <laughs> yeah, was the mindset. I felt like I was just walking on water, mate, like, when I passed it. <laughs> Like you, you did, mate. You just walking into rooms and that, and you just this confidence about you Aye. because you've got it. You go, you think there's not many people done this. Mm-hmm. There's not many people went through, but I went through. Small percent, and in the Marines as well, they brainwash you. They tell you you are the fucking best. You are the yeah, Everybody you who's stay in it. Uh, 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 I, uh, you, you don't even you, that. You, think about if you're you running and invading you, you, like you, other uh, ships you, or whatever, then you need they, to have they, that. They have to do that. They have to like fucking really sell. Like you do feel it. You do know you. It's not like the, the, the like maybe brainwash is the right word, but I the brainwash you just to feel that you're absolutely invincible because you do have to obviously go to war and take fucking bullets and that explains and a scrap lot why, people because you it doesn't sound like you had a lot of self belief and this no, is probably the no. first time that someone externally has put a lot of belief into yep, you yep. and. And, and gives you that encouragement. Ah, that's, that's how I set up all my coaching today, mate, is all through the skills and what I've learned through joining the Marines and how powerful it is to join a community of people oh, and keep and keep yeah, things yeah. simple and give people that belief and give, give them the habits, the routines that I learned, easy things like exercising every morning, keeping yourself mentally sharp, making sure you're taking pride in your appearance. Yeah. Just the simple things of life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That, if you can do these normal, simple things in life, you're never, you're not got to go wrong. Yeah. And then if you've got a good body of people to tap into every, you're only every got to get better and better. You're only got to get better, and, and having that support network running about you is, is vital. So many people, like, even in the last couple of years, of us meeting, like just changing, not even changing your circle, but last hanging year. out with. Well, I in last year, just like a year, we've known like, each other, but it's like hangs are fucking. I, I think I was, a, I was in the corporate space. Yeah, and. Then I left that, and I, that was my whole world. And then I was like, right, I'm gonna. I always wanted to be in fitness, so I'm gonna do this fitness thing. Mm-hmm. And the difference is just being surrounded with other people who were interested in their fitness. Just that wee one switch. Mm-hmm. So I was in an office where people. Yeah. I was the only one that kind of worked out most yeah. of the time, and it felt good because everybody's like, "Oh, how do you get your <laughs> muscles like that?" And I, and it helps a wee yeah. bit. But then being the surrounded keeps by the motivation going ah, exactly. It. So being surrounded by other people who's on a similar journey, I was like. This is fucking amazing. It's yeah. incredible. And I think that, that doesn't get talked about enough. No, it's it's, it's like, oh, is it so, what did I say, son, about you put somebody, somebody that's in prison, what did they do to punish them? Isolate them. Fuck them in isolation. Uh, you're, you're meant to be run about people. You're meant to be part of communities. You're meant so to, as soon as they come out, it's back to... So you're meant to be part of community. That's, that, 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 that shows you that you need to be part of a community you need to have human interaction you need to be working together so if you look away back to human history we evolved for tribes Mm -hmm. didn't we meeting and relationship meeting new people connections that's right it's it's all about and that's the best like to be the best coach or the best trainer or the best whatever it is in your life it's not the skill of the skill elements of it but if you can communicate and connect with people like we we all seek that connection for sure 100% agree with that mate it's just getting down to a human level with somebody and having the ability to understand and put yourself in their shoes mm. and show them that there's different ways that they can negotiate the problems that they're having. Aye. And it's 
Brenton are doing simply for them. Yeah, no, and, sh- and showing them, like, you've got a community of people here and behind you. Not no, just your coach, you've also got people who are on that same journey. Yeah. When people can see similar people to them who are further along, it can inspire them and give them motivation as well. To go. Yeah. So that's something in my programme, mate, is it's not just myself and my assistant coach at home. I've also got a wide community of people who have oh, all are all for different backgrounds, different countries, different job roles, different life experiences. So if we can all tap into each other's life experiences as a community, be better how that. powerful is that? That's the next it's not, I, I don't, I, I'm one of these coaches, I'm no, I don't say I'm the fucking messiah in my programme, I tap into even my clients' experiences, their life experiences, how they see life. Because I learn off of them just as much as they're learning off of me, mate. And right. you're always a better coach for you. Like everybody's, always, I say that to clients all the time that doesn't matter how good I am as a coach, like you're going to have a better home, like a better skill and understanding of what works for you. 100%. And, and it's just communicating that to you. And that, that's something I, I say to everybody that signs up for my programme. This has got to be an ongoing process. Eh? Test, adjust, test, adjust to see what fits for you because yeah. ultimately it's your life. It's everybody's different. Absolutely. Everybody's different. See, one thing I wanted to go back to is yeah. when you said you were going into the Marines and you said everybody's got it. Yeah. Like, and you obviously you went in the brew. So yeah. I, I went in the brew once yeah. and it's a humbling experience. Yeah. And uh, like, I think everybody's got it inside them as well. But you see people and they're like, I can't do it. And like, I've got mates who really struggle to get out of that hole. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think uh, we talk about the region beta paradox? You need to yeah. get to a really low level to go right. I'm getting right out of this. Yeah. What do you think about that? Because like, obviously we know, you, as you said, everybody's got it, and I believe that too. But do you think everybody needs to hit that really, really well, low so level? Like a, a rock bottom. I think every, I think everybody's. It might not have to be like a complete rock bottom where it's either I'm going, to si- I'm going to sink or swim here. I, I think so, and just. For people who do change, something just switches. Mm. They just see reality different. They just go, fuck, I'm on a trajectory here that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And what they don't understand is their soul's telling them. Their soul's giving them warning signs, a depression, anxiety. Yeah. Hey, come on, let's do something. Aye. And their head's saying, tricking them that wee negative voice mm. in there's going, don't, nah, don't, don't, don't do it. it. You can't go to the brew, you're too proud, your ego. Aye. That would, will he think of you? What will she think aye, of you? Aye. But then it gets to a point where the soul's so powerful, that's when people go boom. You just go and do it. You go and do it, and they start listening to it. Aye, aye. And that's what I say. People mm. go, what are you? I say, I'm a pure authentic soul living in a mad clown world. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I identify myself as Stuart Irons, a man. You like identify yourself as Stuart Irons, a man these days. Oh, do you know what? No, these days. <laughs> do you know oh, what I mean? Man. <laughs> that's slippery topics. Aye, aye. You start identifying yourself as things. That's the thing. This, it's con- this is controversial. And for anybody listening, I'm no saying, obviously, there's a big thing going about these days if you've got depression, right? And it's no clinical, but you're feeling really depressed. It's your body telling you something that you're wrong. doing something wrong yeah. in your life and you yeah. need to change something right now. Yeah. And I believe that more than ever now. Yeah, like there was a time when I went, you know what? It's probably me to it, but for a lot of people, I think you're just doing something severely wrong in your life. Because I remember I got to the brew as well. I actually haven't even thought about that in a while. And yeah. see at that back, point in my back time, mem- it bringing was, back memories, it was, yeah. it was yeah. shite. Mm-hmm. But that's like what brings you to go. I'm going to go and I'm going to push. And I'm always going to. When you have your bad days, I don't want to go back to that. And you get through it, and you have less days like that, and you have more good days, less bad days. And then when you're having a bad day, you go, I done, I done that wrong. Right, yep. I can do that better. Let's go. Cool. Yeah, I think we're stacking up these ones. Yeah, it's like as you know, it's like sitting down and going, "Why do I want to change? Right. What's my why? 
Aye. And I, everybody that comes out of my programme, I go, right, like, what's your why? Why do you want to change? Mm. I, I get go, deeper go beyond the belly fat. Go and sit down and write it out. Go, but you have to be in the first sentence. Yeah. has to be you. Mm. I want to change because of me. Mm-hmm. And then whatever else you want to put in that why. So, for example, your mother will be the best mother or father that I can be. Yep. For my child, because I want to be a good role model. I want to teach them good habits mm. and routines. But ultimately, we have to change for ourselves. We yeah. have to be selfish. Selfish, mate. Aye. Selfish. See, before we move on to like the actual coaching bit, yeah. from I'm curious from a marine perspective, yeah. you ever like feared for your life? No fear. Again, maybe maybe fear isn't even. A, I was I was pretty. I was, vocabulary. I was pretty, probably on that that when I got off the the, the, the first time, first time I, I was I was shit myself. Mate. I'm not going to lie. I was like fucking hell because I was just obviously fresh out of training. I never experienced any sort of. I was in Libya, mate. You've probably seen it in oh, 2011. Right, it was yeah. all cutting off, mate, and Colonel Gaddafi and. Ah, we were out there, so I was like, fuck. I never actually went to Afghanistan and then, which I'm actually thankful for now because I've had mates who are trained I heard who the guess, there. So I heard the guess, yeah. was that the first or second episode? It would have been Michael, Michael and Duffy, aye. Do you know what I mean, mate? So yeah, shot, shot his stories, shot twice, mate, and comes back and survives for it. Do you know what I mean, mate? I know, it's incredible. So this is what baffles my mind because we talk about like, what were we talking about the other day? We were talking about like the Tyson Fury documentary and <laughs> KSI yeah. and Logan Paul fight, but there's this shit's happening every day. Every day. This is this guy's from Blant. He was from Blantyre. He was from Blantyre. Blant- like, like, holy shit! Like this is somebody yeah. like in right. Blant- no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and, and there's not just him. There's no, no, I know that's what I mean. That's I mean? just one example. Of his, sto- his story's so uh, motivational for him. Uh, no, we'll, we'll link it below in, yeah. the, in the show notes. You definitely recommend people go check that out because that that is amazing. So, so, so no like life or death situation. Well, I guess everything's life or death. I guess. No, no, was no. There anything, I mean, like, I on the brink of it. No, just things like your your own. There wasn't any just the situations in there, but there wasn't any like fire. I didn't get any fire fights, mate. I didn't. I was probably the. I'd say that was probably the downfall in my career in the Marines. Right. Because in the Marines, you have to change draft every couple, every two to three years and go and do something else. Mm-hmm. So I probably hit the pinnacle when I passed out for training and went and done anti-piracy stuff. Right. So, so my, se- my, my second <laughs> job was going to mortars. So that was like oh, he- right. heavy weapons, putting mm-hmm. the mortars, firing the mortars. And I didn't enjoy that. I was. Be- have you been to Arbroath before? Um it's no. the most depressing place in Scotland. <laughs> I think a lot of places when you go different places in Scotland. Oh, Scot- like, why is how could just, it's, just, it's just past Dundee, right? For him, there uh, stays in Abroad. It's a great city. Aberdeen, and that's a great city. It's depressing. So I, <laughs> so I was there for five years, mate, and I just, I just get frustrated every year, and I didn't, I didn't have the, didn't have the balls to leave. Because my perception of the outside world was all the chaos mm. that ah, I caused yeah. myself. And when I was still in the Marines, I was still gambling as well. I was still, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that was only starting to get worse as the time was going on. I was getting I frustrated in water more. and I wasn't enjoying it. And that probably highlights the importance of enjoying what you do every for day. Well, your fulfillment and happiness, for example, mm-hmm. you can share with the corporate. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Well. And then yeah, you, you come can... in and do something you enjoy doing, you're like, I yeah. fucking, I'm happy, yeah. I'm content. But you've I'm got de- all these blocks in before it, so you're like, this is it, this is this is what life needs to be, because whatever you're funneled towards. Yeah. So what's your, so as you're getting to the back end, so is this the last kind of block that you've done? So that was, I, so that I say the last block, it was a four-year block, a right, four-year, okay. so a four-year block in the, the, the motor troop. And that time I was in motor troop, things like Afghanistan and that had wound up, so there was no tours or 
So it was all more training exercises here, there, and everywhere. There wasn't anything really exciting. Juicy. Aye, there wasn't anything juicy. Like, this is what's got to happen. So in that time frame, I was just like, aye, falling back into really bad habits, like getting out. So, for example, because we weren't getting away as much and doing different stuff and beat up training for things, I would drive back to Glasgow, stay with my mum, and I'd just get all weekend. Mm. I started taking fucking coke and drinking and gambling again. And I ended up in that cycle for like three years in the Marines. Yeah. And it was a vicious cycle, mate. You'd be waiting to the flight. Basically, the, the, cy- the cycle would be... Because you know when the dopamine's coming. Ah, yeah, the, the cycle would be is basically get to a Friday. Back home on a Friday, good on a Friday night, drinking. Good on a Saturday night, drinking, taking drugs. Got my Sunday, hung over to fuck. Drive up, and, drive up to a broth on a Monday. Hangover, get to a broth. All the boys, I say all the boys, not all of them, are all feeling the same. All been out all weekend drinking, all energy vampires. Everybody's moaning, dripping like fuck. I believe I hear. <laughs> you get, you, this is how bad it is. You get asked to do something, and you're like, fucking hell. And you're like, can't be, can't, can't, you can't be, you want to stuff, but you can't be asked no, stuff. No, but somebody's only asking you to do your job, mate. And you're like, fuck off. Do you know what I mean? That's what you're getting paid for. And then they would get do some exercise on the Monday, the Tuesday, and then you would start feeling normal again on the Wednesday. Then you'd be brand new on the Thursday, mm. and then you would repeat that cycle, drive back down the road. So that, was, that, that? that was for like three, three years, yeah, three yeah. or four years, that cycle, oh. mate. So I was in a real. I wouldn't say bad place, but I was just frustrated and I was like, where am I going with my life? Because then you start looking up the ladder mm. and the Marines, you start looking at the corporals, the sergeants, and you look at their lives and you're like, that'll be me, that'll be my life. It's not much and better, they're still getting pissed up in the messes and all that. Ah, you, yeah, you don't grow, I don't think you grow up in terms of the means because it's so confined Confined, and you're in like a, a, a boys, I'd say a boys club. Do you mm. know what I mean? Well, that's what I mean. It's like almost... You would be the weirdo that came back and didn't go out the weekend as well if everybody's doing yeah, that. Don't it's get like, me wrong. I look at some look at some of the boys I was in there with and they made the most of their opportunity. Did they? they oh, okay. No drinking mm. and doing doing different going and doing different details, like say like What do you think the difference was? I just think people are I just think people switch on earlier. Mm. They drink what life is. Drink drinking that isn't good for you. Shite. Do you know what I mean? Just people wake up at different points and nah, go off. Right. I didn't wake up, mate. I just fucking love going out and drinking and taking and taking coke. No, yeah. and I was like, see, you know see, I mean? on the on the the drug side of things. So in Scotland, well, but in around what do we say, the Central Belt, um, it's almost quite mental how more, like how just accepted it is. You're you're almost yeah. a weirdo if you don't go. It's just normal. You're out with your mates and people go to the toilet, and it's yeah, just a, it's, it's almost a normal thing. Mm. I remember when I was an apprentice and seen that for the first time. Yeah. I was like, no, I don't want any. And I even found myself going into the toilet and pretending that I was doing it because I was like, I feel like yeah, I fucking need to do this because of the people yeah. that I'm around. Um, and I, I, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I think I was like 25, 26 when I took my 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 first and only ever line. I was like, yeah. that was horrendous. Yeah. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> but what? So was this? Is this all because of that dopamine rush that you're looking for? The, I, the I high think, that I you're looking I, for. I think I say I've got addictive personality, but I don't. Because I just understand now what's happening in my head. Aye, aye. Does that make sense? So, so, now, so now I did have an addictive personality, but now I understand what's happening with the dopamine. It's all dopamine. It's all so molecule. Funny you say that. I've actually just started my third stint of therapy there. Yeah. Really ready to get back into it. And I was telling about my drug use and that. I, says, I, I said to him, I was addicted to drugs. Yeah. But I wasn't addicted to any drug. I was just addicted to getting away. 
I says, I don't take drugs anymore. And he's like, nobody's addicted to any drug. They're just addicted to whatever time of their life it is. Yeah. And I was like, that actually makes sense because I never think about doing it because I've got more in tune with how my mind is yeah. and I never think about it anymore. But back then, it's all I thought about. We'll, we're going to get, we came up with a, a phrase because we said, talked about it so much, the yeah. dopamine dunt. Yeah, we're going to get t-shirts made. That that, that, that's what it is, mate. Aye, you're addicted to the dopamine hit. Dopamine. And mine's was, some, unfortunately, you can go, right, my dopamine hit's gambling. Your go, dopamine hit's alcohol. Running. Your dopamine. And what you probably find is, like, people who give, like, up alcohol for talking sake, then they end up picking up a food addiction for sugar. Absolutely. So it's hard. It's a f- Absolutely. Then you realise it's not, I'm not addicted to it. I'm just addicted to that hit in my head, Aye. that pain and pleasure. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And everybody is in some way. Some people just have picked a better outlet. Yeah, of course. That's what oh, I mean. Your, yours went to training. Mine's training. Training, 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 because you know Aye. yourself, train first thing in the morning, sets you up for the day, you get that initial dopamine, that high. Aye. Look at the one, it's the craze at the moment, which we spoke about off camera, it's called water therapy. Yeah. Aye, aye, aye. I that might be in camera, I don't know. Well, that was funny, by the way. You were laughing, I was like, we started. <laughs> so, back end of your, your Marines, that was it, what, where were you kind of at a crossroads where, like, what's next? I so you, was like, did I you was, leave and straight into coaching, or was no, it? No, like, so uh, I, I left and was straight into coaching. So, the last year, I was like, this is how in the Marines you put your notice in, but it's a year's notice. Oh, is it? So it's I not like you put was no, bad. You, no, <laughs> no, hey, what a, the fuck, man? That would <laughs> be the worst notice of your uh, life. Yours was the, um, oh, my God. <laughs> so you've got obviously all that time to sit and think about what direction do you want to go, but you've also got that time to shit yourself and pull it back out, which mm. I've seen happening, my boys. Do you know what I mean? Because right, they're right. like, oh, Of course, I never even thought about that. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. they're like, oh, fuck, I'm actually having to go. I'm doing the right thing. I yeah. am doing the right thing. I just got to the point and goes, you know what, I'm 30 now, it's now or never, this is a good opportunity to go and actually make something for my life and where I want to go. So my thing was personal training. So the Marines give you, like, when you're put, when, depends how much time you've done, they'll give you a certain amount of money to go and do training courses and all that. So they put me through my PT course. Brilliant. I did it all in, like, five weeks, mate, mm. all the qualifications, which is brilliant, do you know what I mean? That's the best way I learn. Just getting in a classroom and smashing oh, out. I would have yeah. never been able to do it the six months thing. Oh, mate, I'd, I'd done the online thing. It's not you, don't learn, you don't learn anything don't extra know. anyway. You're, you're you ticking boxes, mate. That's all you're doing. You're trying to tick a yeah. box for them. I didn't like, You don't learn anything anyway. You learn when you come out, don't you? The, expe- the experience. Oh, it's just a, I'd say it's an insurance policy, in it? A certificate to tick boxes and, and obviously keep you safe. But then you go out and go, right. Once I start getting clients, once I start, as we talk about human connection, once I start learning about other people, do you know and what you I realize mean? realise it's not actually about it's the not, machine in the gym, it's no, about them walking through the door and their behaviour. It's about what they do, it's about <laughs> what they do when they leave you for their 23 mm-hmm. hours of the day. Aye, aye. What, what they're putting in their mouth, aye, aye. what's their mindset like, what's their habits, what's their routines like, that's the... Their circle of friends and that, 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 that. That's all the doubt, that's all the, obviously, as I call all the pitfalls. So where, where were we? Where so the, you, I saw the last year, the Marine, so I went and did the, the PT course. And then I, I left, but I was searching for PT jobs when about like Glasgow, and one came up for pure Jim Shawlins. And I must say, before I was getting for the interview, I was fucking shit myself. Aye, because I, I was done like, all this in your life. I was like, always, like, I was a marine, and I was <laughs> telling you I was walking with water. And then when I came out the marines, and I was thirty, 
because I was still like in some frustration in that with, with things and I was like, right, I'm leaving now. I was like, fucking hell, I actually got to go and do a job interview with somebody here. I didn't know what to expect, but I went, I went and it was fine. I got the job and I started as a PT in Pure Gym in Shawlands. And that's when, that's when basically everything started for me. My journey started for me, I would say. Ah, your real journey. In, in terms of getting on the straight and narrow. And stuff. Do you think you, you almost have to be an example in a way for your clients and do you think that was why or have you pieced together I, th I, I, I think it was more of the same as higher purpose no I think it was I had this thing in my, the back of my head if I don't make this a success I'm fucking back, back to that yeah. ah, right. yeah, so yeah. I've always had this so in still the thinking about that. I always have that as a driver mm. as a motivation that negativity from my past I use it as a driver I keep pushing mm. forward and that's probably why my biggest messages on uh, social media is use your past, use your negativity as fuel for your fire, your kindling as your motivation to go and do amazing things for your life. Aye. Don't let your past define you. Yeah. Things like, fell out my past define me, I wouldn't be sitting here with you guys, do you know what I mean? I'd be Absolutely. Sitting. So I know, I know so many people, like everyone's got their own story and things like that and there's always someone with a worse story or a better story, yada yada. There's a lot of this victim mentality of, Massively. It's, a, it's a broken mindset almost and, and we spoke about this recently that it's not, I'm not saying that from a place of like, oh, you've got a shit mindset type of thing, but from your experience, what's been, because I would imagine they, maybe these types of people come towards you for help. How have you helped them overcome that? So the victim mentality for me, in my view, victim mentality, me being a victim as I would blame everybody else. Oh, I, you so know. For talking's sake, I was always a car crash in a relationship. I was a common denominator. I knew I was a car crash, but I go, our fault. She's a fucking psycho. How far, how far <laughs> it didn't work out. And obviously I was part of the plane as well, but I play the blame. Aye. So I think it's getting people in and going, right, it's time to take responsibility for, for actions, your actions eh? and your behaviours and who you are as a person. And where do you actually want to go in life? Mm. You sat down and goes, who am I? Because if you look back in your life, you're not actually who you think you are. You're the belief system with some other person. Mm. Your mum. And mum and dad gave you your name, mm. James. You didn't ask to be called James. Him. You could get, <laughs> you, you, James, you could get do it. You could get done, mate, and change your name to fucking Cristiano Ronaldo if but you wanted. I know. You and, and be known as him. Aye. No, actually, him, but that's what you could be known as aye, if you aye. want. So when you understand the full concept that you're made up of society's beliefs, that's a big light bulb moment for me in my life. I went, do you know what? I can not go and create who I want to be. Mm, All yeah. my own beliefs and reprogram myself to be who I want to be and where I want to go in my life. Yeah. Do you actually talk about that? That's where I was talking about where, so my name on Instagram's Coach Crosser. Yeah. But I got that name in the corporate world. The wee, wee guy I was training at the time, he's like, oh, you're a good coach and I like basketball at the time. And it was Coach Carter and Coach Crosser, blah, blah, blah. But I guess in a it's way, a just, name, I just, do you, you even talking about that there, I guess subconsciously I went, you know what, I want to build, a, I want to build what that person, that brand. I want to be that person. See, for the people who sit down and they go, who, who am I? If someone's not getting an answer at that moment in time, because I know a lot of, like a, a very similar style to what you're saying there, when I get into these deep conversations with clients and it's like, right, okay, what are we doing? Like, why, what's the purpose behind this? Like, forget about the, the event that you're trying to get in, in shape for or whatever it is, but what's the reason? And, and you're going through all these things and people are like, right, who, like, who are you as a, as a person? A lot of people don't know and they don't know, like, they, they really just have, I don't know, like maybe 
how society is. They've went straight into a job after school, done, job pays well, it's okay, it's this same routine. But they know they want better, but they don't know who they are. How how are you navigating that conversation with I navigate it with, with people who don't know who they are and they struggle with basically confidence, self-esteem, vision, with direction. Let's go look back. Look back at your past, look back at your mother, your father, how you were brought up. For example, with people born with confidence, I say no. I say you're not born with confidence. Confidence is either conditioned into you or it's conditioned out of you aye. by your environment. Aye. First and foremost, that'll be your mum and dad. So, for example, your mum and dad could be supportive. Right, son, you're brilliant. Go and do this. Or you can be a football player. Mm. Or it could be, nah, you're shit. Go get a job. Don't follow your dreams. So you can see how confidence is conditioned into somebody as they're growing up, the role models of fathers and some and how it can be conditioned out of them. Yeah. Right. So it's just getting them to understand the, what their thoughts, their behaviours and where they come from. And when you can dissect that, you can go, fuck, that's why I feel the way I feel. That's why I do the things I do. That's why I've done that in a certain situation because of that belief system which has been put into me. Mm. And that's all it is. It's, as I call people, as I call people, I say you get fucking parasites in society mm. that will fucking... Put, I, they'll put things like what's the, the most common f- phrase that you will say I don't have confidence mm. who's put that there somebody's put that there in someone innit mm. no it's not because of them it's just because it's been put there and they've seen that yeah. as a belief that's why we have this podcast because the fitness space like when you think about working out you don't like I think there's a big concept, misconception there that you have to have abs you have to be shredded and they say well actually yeah. there's more of the stuff up here that it can yeah. help with the more resilience in your joints the energy that you can get all these different things so that's that's the kind of belief that we're trying to combat against but so you, uh, you said something quite quite key there that it's no it's saying that that's a belief bought into me you're not saying that's because of them so it's not because of your mum and dad there's maybe a byproduct of it but you need to own it from from what you're saying yeah well i it's like so for talking sake is i don't blame myself for my past because yeah. i was i could not see the pitfalls i could not see that Everything else was different. It was belief systems into me, and the gambling was a for me. The gambling was a pitfall, mm-hmm. and I fell into that pitfall. Mm-hmm. But I just couldn't see it. But when I woke up, I could see the pitfalls. I could see the condition. I could see it. It's not about it's not about being the victim or shifting like the blame. Is understanding that is no blaming yourself, but still taking responsibility for your actions. Yeah. When you can understand that, you can go, right, now, at this point in my life, I'll take responsibility for everything going forward. Yeah. And I'm not going to blame myself for my past, for the things that have that have been done to me or the things that I've done to other people. Yeah, yeah. And you go, for this day forward, I'm going to create change. Where does change come from? It comes Actions. from within me. Aye, it comes from, comes from what, thought, then action. So. Aye. And that's uh, what, uh, love it, love it. So straight into PT and at Pure Gym. We normally, <laughs> we normally slag the the Pure Gym PTs. But it's, it's, it's a, we've had a few yeah. guests on the show that that I came started for the PT. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a shit show these days, yeah. right enough. But anyway, like, no, a few few good friends who still working there and whatnot. So what was that whole experience like? Oh, mate, honestly, I loved it, and I say any any young PT is just despite to be PTs. Go give it a go on Pure Gym and that because it's giving you a platform with thousands of clients, mm. thousands of people. You just have to get in with the mindset that I'm learning. 
find who are the most experienced PTs, go and speak to them, go and get as much knowledge as you can. Also, be on social media. Thank you all the the mentorships and all the different advice that you can get. Be a sponge. But first and foremost, just get yourself out there onto the, the, the gym floor. Mm-hmm. Speak to as many people as you can. Build as many relationships. Park up the ego. Mm-hmm. Go have, If you need to go and fill people's water bottles up, go and fill their water bottles up. If you need to go and do gym inductions or you need to go and put extra classes on, be yeah. in that, it comes down to how much do you want it. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you work in a pure gym or you work anywhere. Just how much do you want it in life? You've if got you it. want to make a living as a career, as a PT, you have to go and put the graft in. Mm-hmm. And for me, there is no better place than to get into pure gym because the client base is there for you. Mm-hmm. You just have to get in, mate. Right, I'm working in pure gym. I'm a PT. I'm going to go and do it. I'm going to go and make it happen for myself. Right. That's what I've done, mate. Mm-hmm. So I know they've got the, the models like doing the 15 hours for free and all that. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that because I was just at the Marines. I was like, right, I'm going to spend these 15 hours in the gym. There's all these things I've just spoken about. It's just getting stuck right in. Yeah, I yeah. did. I like done things like the Marines. I have all my combats and all that in the middle of the gym. <laughs> brought my bergen in and had people doing step-up right. challenges. Was anyone else doing this thing? At this no, no, the else. It was just me so in the gym. So I was trying to stand up. I had a niche. Like, people seen me as like a, being in the Marines and that. And I was... Playing on that, as you say, oh, like, absolutely. Do you know that, what I mean? That's that, is, that's that was, is my USP then in the gym. Yeah, that was my. I was different for the other trainers then. Aye. So you you mentioned just before when we were walking in here that you had your own boot camp and all that. So we'll get into yeah. that in a wee sec. But that's kind of where the boot camps originated from. It was the, the military style yeah. and the 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 army style. And it's almost been hijacked in a wee, wee yeah. bit away, and it's just. Uh, does that frustrate you much? Like when you see these, you're like, you've not done your time in the Marines. You don't know what it's like. No, I just think it's, it's <laughs> they're like, just in Burfies. It's, it's like it's like everything. I'm not like that, mate. I just like just do what you want. Concentrating your own journey and make what you want happen. Innit? Nah, I like that. We've we were actually just talking about that quite recently. I think that's one of the biggest things where the coaches and you get coaches Eagles. who are. Why like, bring down other coaches instead? So we've of been do- there when we started. That was, wasn't it. Bring down our coaches. <coughs> it was like. I was use other things instead of just focusing on ourselves. Just focus, and then you can probably see the development yourself, and it makes you much happier. Aye, aye, it does, it does, it does. And I think we've we've also got a wee bit of responsibility, kind of educate other coaches, educate and just talk from our experience. So that's how, like, maybe we don't agree with something, like, like we had Heather on during the week there, and she's right into CrossFit and got good friends in CrossFit, and even though we don't agree in that, it's like not having an ego to go, nah, we're still right. It's actually like, tell us more about it because we are completely biased against it. So, like, we're open-minded, and that's something I always want to hold true to, that regardless of anyone that follows us and that sort of stuff and maybe hold their opinions yeah. higher, it's like, don't take what we say as, as the be-all and end-all. Yeah. Challenge your perspective all the time yeah. and make a decision for yourself. We'll have our part to play in the information we give you, yeah. and it'll always come from a place of, look, if we're wrong about something, like... We were yeah. wrong, and that's why we spoke about that recently. Say, so, like the way we we we've said certain things in the past. Like we're learning our communication style for he's the grow, He's growing, he's growing, evolving. Negative. Well, think, think about it. I watched your podcast, your hundredth podcast, and look back. That's your journey, mate. You've, I know. You, I you know. look back in your journey. You, 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 <laughs> you look back in your journey, and you can go listen. I, I you change as a person, and mm. your outlook in life changes, and the fact that you've reflected back in that and goes, do you know what? Maybe that wasn't the right thing to do, but we can hold that. This is our views now. Mm. And that just shows you that everybody changes in life. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And we've we've not said like there's not been outrageous stuff as well. Aye, you've just said like, that a couple of times. Gosh, like, that's shite. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a wee, it's, but it's all from a place of humour, <clears> from a place of love. It's not like a hatred. Um, it's not like oh, don't follow this style because it x y and z it's like look here's the reasons behind as to mm. why it's not just firing shots and well, that is the best sticks. form of fitness well that's that's the question isn't it like, so what is the form you enjoy aye, so if it's aye, fucking aye. crossfit one day crossfit to you your aye, hearts and bleeding in it if it's just walking around a park five times a day going to that if, that's, if, that's the thing about being an individual a human being everybody likes different things aye, aye. so we you can sit there and go that's shit but that person loves that. Mm, aye. You know what I mean? Like you love your style of training, they love theirs. That yeah. Everything's unique to the individual. That's why I go, just do a form of exercise you enjoy, whatever you enjoy. Don't, don't get into a gym and if you don't like getting into a gym because you're never going to stick to it, are you? Mm-hmm. Just do something that you want to do. Yeah, and and, and, can, and align with your goals. Obviously, if you want to build muscle in that, you've got to have to get in the, I mean, the, the gym. Aye, aye. And you maybe have, yeah, to, suck, you maybe have to suck it up if you don't like your gym. Do you know what I mean? But I guess understanding the why as well. Like, it's like, right, we're maybe not at that stage yet, but let's try this first. Mm-hmm. And then that self-belief starts building up, the confidence builds up, and it's like, right, look what you've done in the last couple of months or the last month. I think we're ready to go at the next step, which is, as we say, like a lot of people get anxious walking into a gym. So yeah, yeah. it's like that's also a, a powerful uh, moment to overcome for, mm-hmm. for many of people. So how long are you in Pure Gym for, and when did you leave? So the story Pure Gym, uh, I was only in for nine months. I think I think so I joined. as well? I know, no, I didn't get, I didn't get stacked. Exact. It was nine or ten months. So I joined in the, I left the, Mar- the Marines in October and I joined the Pure Gym the, the Monday after. And I was in there for about nine or ten months. And in that time frame, I met another PT in there, Adam, who works with me in my, who works with me in my live and kitting programme today. And we just sat down at the wee desks and like, he's like, do you want to build a boot camp? Because he tried a few book camps in the past, and I was like, "Aye, why not?" It's, it's a script. I was obviously wet behind ears. I was like, "How how do we go about this and that?" And he's like, "Well, I've tried a few in the past. But we'll days we'll start a book camp for you within Pure Gym. We'll put a free class on. Mm. We'll start trying build up the members, and then what we'll do is we'll get in the south side of Glasgow and just recce locations. So uh, the first thing is we got the book camp up and running. Just a free class. I think it was a Tuesday night, eight pm." Just ramped up the numbers in it. Pure gym, like you do that. I don't know. Ah, if pure, do, gym, the, the, pure gym, pure gym, is day free classes. Ah, that's good. That's so just cool. so whatever classes they had on, you could go if there was any space within just slot in within the, the studio. You could just put a yeah. free class on. No, we we can't do that in JD. That's what you're thinking. No, no. I don't know if they can still do that in gym, but it might be due to the manager. Ah, the manager yeah, yeah, might yeah, also yeah. down to like what are you building here. We're, you're building a community, then take a <laughs> minute. <laughs> fuck <laughs> off with them. Aye, aye, but you're not, you're not saying, like, well, pure gym's got to be all right, isn't they? Aye, but it's still corporate. <laughs> at the end of the day, it comes down to head count money, aye, mate. That's aye, <laughs> so, so that's what we were doing. We're like, we'll build up a bit camp in here, and we started wrecking the local parks in Shawlands, and we come across Port Cricket Club. What's, what's, what's recce, sorry? What you, so what's, recce means that's military terms, so it's right. like scouting locations. Cool, cool. Like scouting locations might be in the filaments. So right. just going around different locations looking for a place right. to, to put the bit to put the, put the right. camp. Okay. So in the middle of Port Park, you've got Port Cricket Club and they had a tennis court. So we messaged them on Facebook and just asked about their availability for the tennis court and they're like, oh, it's not been used for years. Like, right. Uh, can we use it for putting on a boot camp in the guy? So they gave us it for a hundred pounds a month. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, <laughs> I feel tennis court. Right. <laughs> so we were like, what? Oh, and I found a month. We were like, I will. When can we use it? And I like, use it as much as you want. <laughs> so, 
I wasn't like a pristine. It was raw. It was born, but for fitness and that, it was Fuck it. It was ideal. So what we did, you can also play your military strengths. Are like we need to be in so, the rot here, guys. Yeah, we yeah. need to be. So what? So what? <laughs> what we did is when we were building the one up in Pure Gym and getting the emails and getting the members, we'd started at Park at the the the, 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 the tennis court. And honestly, mate, we were struggling to get, we were getting people there free, but we were struggling to get people there like for a £36 membership. We were having to offer them like free PT sessions, a t-shirt and all that. Everything hustling. Everything hustling, mate. You look back back now and you're like, God, man. So the first 15 founding members were made up of a wee wee group of members for the gym. Then there was my mate and some of his family members. So we had 15 and that's what we ended up building the body fit camp on. Right. And from there, that, I think that was the summer of 2019 when it was at, was it 19 or 18? I don't know, but it was absolutely roasting. We like shot up to like 150 members for April all the way to October. What's the, was it, was this a, a all year round business then? I was, you, it, was a, it was an outdoor, this is the thing. Outdoor, I, that's what I was thinking. It was, was, a, like, it was an outdoor boot camp. So the tennis court never had any floodlights or anything. So we were like, how we got to fucking keep this going? <laughs> so we ended up going to, cameras. we ended up going to like B&Q and buying the wee battery operated ones. Right. We never did a lot of money and we put them up against the fence to keep it going until we actually had some money and we could actually put some proper floodlights up. So it was quite a journey. I also bought like a 600 pound van and we had all the kettlebells in it. That was going to be my next question. Like, uh, what kit are you using so at this we, time? So we were using kettlebells. Big, we got some big tractor tires. Right. And we had some mats. And that was pretty much the boot camp. It was all just like body weight, strength exercise, using a kettlebell. Mm. And some like team games and fun and stuff. Yeah. And that was it. We had a £600 Peugeot van that was driving from Pure Gym down to the cricket club. Mm-hmm. before we stored any kit in that there and it was like scraping along the ground mate sparks coming off it and all that <laughs> surprised the thing lasted as long as it did <laughs> but it was a it was a good journey mate that first that first year of building it up Aye. see from a business point of view what does that look like are you so we were, from from scaling up and from a financial perspective so i never i never i never back then i wasn't thinking like long term i yeah. was just like i just want to get as many people in here and maybe do this on the side where mm-hmm. i've got the one pt, one PT mm-hmm. and Pure gym, but it gets to a point, you know, we want to win, you're like, you can't keep clients forever. Mm. And it's constant hustle to get more clients. Hustle and wins. every client's uh, got their, their lifespan, a PTV, isn't they? Some will stay free, some will just come for three months, some will be six months, some might be long-term clients. So it's always hustle, and I was like, do you know what, this is too much hustle all the time, try to keep, hustle, mate. keep the revolving door of clients coming in and uh, with foot, because you don't really have a, a system in place. You're constantly having to be on the yeah. gym floor as I want to run PT in you. No, unless you're obviously on social media now. Also, when you go away, so I was like, money because it's one-to-one I, and I was like, right, you know what? I'm going to leave the one-to-one PT. And I'm going to, I've just got to do the boot camp. And just put all our eggs in one basket. And we did, mate. We just put all our eggs in the one basket, built the membership up. And it was enough for the Bayface to get a wage out it and continue to build. Brilliant. So we ended up the next summer, we opened a boot camp up in Kilmarnock at Ayrshire Athletics Arena. Built that one up. And the, I think the stupidest thing we ever done was a month later say, right, we've got to open up a boot camp in Hamilton. <laughs> so talk for us, you went Pollock. So, so far Pollock. away then. Yeah, Kilmarnock. so we Pollock for a year. So we started at Pollock. And that was just by pure luck, but that was the one that 
reply to his hundred quid. That was the one. That was the one. I like eventually when the money eventually went up. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, did it? Uh, it was, you bastards! It was the hundred pound for log. So it was. It was a cricket club or skint, and he needed the money to survive, uh, mate. Just but to, which is fair because that and that, this is things that you don't really see that growing your own success, you can actually help other clubs other, and other businesses eyes, grow so we, as well. We, we, it was, mate. It worked it well. We, the cricket club were needing financial help and. They got to get, they can use their facility to get some money in and mm. help them. So it was it's a no brainer, isn't it? Aye. I find these things like cricket clubs and that and these wee small bowling clubs at the minute, mate, are obviously dying out just with older generation yeah. who go and drink there. That was what was a, the I find that was the thing with the cricket club, just all nobody's going out and drinking like they were before, mate. Also and they're a big Scottish part of their, cricket a big, as well, like a big, even a, a big part aye, a big part of their income for the past was their bar. That was never, that wasn't getting used. Do you know what I mean? So us coming in, being able to help them, it worked well, and the boot camp just flourished there. Amazing. And talking to me like as you say, you end up getting an ego, didn't you? Going right, I can do this somewhere <laughs> else and create it somewhere else. But what you learn with that is your time then gets split. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you can't duplicate yourself. Can't <laughs> duplicate yourself, mate. So you're relying on other people. So we opened in Kilmarnock, that got up to about 60 members, like that, boom, and then like, right, a month later we got to open Hamel. So you can see the ambition the two of you had, do you know what I mean? We're like, right, right we've got to crack the outdoor boot camp space here in, in the west of Scotland. Who's your competitors at this point? Was there any? There wasn't any, mate, until Covid, COVID came. Aye, Covid, like, lock, almost lock, like, lockdown I'm like, oh my God, this is, because <laughs> that's how we were probably as popular, because there was nobody else really building big boot camps, do you know what I mean? Mm. Outdoor anyway, because people like Scotland. Aye, which I, which, aye, which I, we got to notice is obviously our membership rate was like that peak summer and then autumn came and it would drop and then it would get like, always like that all year, do you know what I mean? You couldn't just keep a consistent flow of clients, do you know what I mean? I, I, so that's the tough thing about doing outdoor boot camps and obviously uh, the lockdowns and that happened, that boomed it, boomed didn't it? We did boom initially. But then loads of people started doing yeah. after that and I did you know, have seen a decline in numbers. So why, why Kilmarnock then? What was that? So was the that guy just... I date with, Adam, he's from Kilmarnock. Oh, right, right, right. That makes sense. He, so I thought you are just like looking at the map. No, I so <laughs> Kilmarnock's next, Hamilton's next. So he, <laughs> he's he's there and I was for Hamilton. I was like, I just might want to hope one in Hamilton because that's Makes sense, eh? Do you know what I mean? Uh, so they, did they three clubs become a success or they three camps become a success? I thought was a, Kilmarnock was a success and ha Hamilton, I'd say, was a, they were still making profit. Aye, that's it. Aye, they were a success. The fact, the fact that we went to open my fourth one at the West End, which we did for a couple of months at Hillhead. Right. And we got up, we had about 30 members, then we did an issue with the, the noise run about the West End. So where we were training, there was too much Maybe built a bit up. too eight. snobby up there, are they? <laughs> Getting people up at six in the morning, innit? Shouting, 50 burpees! <laughs> West End, up the West End, they weren't happy with that, mate. I was like, come and join us. Uh, they're spending 500 grand a year on their their house uh, they've got, his, flat, got, got to spend 500 grand a year on their earplugs when we were there <laughs> <laughs> so it was it tip, was it did you base it off the military style like the, the whole no it was because was it cause, cause our, um, our, our client base was pretty much uh, women between 30 overweight women between 30 to 60 do you know what I mean mm. so we that's why we called it body fit camp initially we named it shred camp and we're like that's too that's no aim towards our target market, pretty much. So we called it Body Fits on a wee bit more subtle, aim towards the target market. Mm. And we just kept it, just no hard, mate, but more fun, enjoyable say, what's, community. What's the goal behind it? So when you're 
like you're creating the framework for that is it to get people in jail or was it more the community aspect that you were saying that from your personal experience it was more the community we were building mm. and also we did run we did we were getting results and getting people transformations and stuff just because we when we were there we would run like every so often little eight week transformations and, like challenges for the members and that right we would get after it we would obviously get before and afters to post and yeah, try to play it in the market. Play it in the yeah. market, aye, mate. What's sure. your views on transformations and that? Like, that's quite. It's not a controversial subject. I think we make it controversial. <laughs> like, like you know, it. from a from a point of view that I don't know. I think there's a lot of people forging transformations now in the oh. PT game, and in a way, it, then we're creating higher and higher expectations, and we're missing the message of trying to just get people moving, like you said, just finding something they love. Just moving. I think it's. Putting that message out in your pay, out in your page, listening to the be your own end all, isn't there, isn't there a transformation? It's what you want to achieve. Yeah. You want to achieve a six pack and be uh, and whatever these things are like big glutes and stuff like that. And crack on, go and do it. Be be, glutes, eh? be 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 <laughs> realistic as well. For example, a mother of three who's in her forties or fifties mm. isn't got to be the eighteen year old again. Or the guy that's in his 50s, 60s, isn't he got to be the 18-year-old again? Mm. It's got to be harder for him to achieve that yep. physical. So you have to be realistic and understand where you're at in life. When it comes to transformations of fitness, of course, look at AI. You can look at all the phone editing things. People can watch yeah, things up, video, but then, uh, then, then you're like, then then you're like, it comes down to, uh, to integrity and that. And, and I think that's where many coaches fail is, because they're not confident in their own okay. product, the clients will only stay with them that long and they'll get found out, which is obviously because it's sad and detrimental because then that client's got the experience of that's what the fitness industry is like. Mm. Yep. And I think the biggest thing for me over the years, mate, is just having confidence in your product and getting people results. And I don't mean that a transformation. It's, it's just whatever their goals are that come into your program. Yeah. That's just feeling good about their self, confident, happier building their self-esteem getting their self a routine mm. what i always say is when people that have not lost weight about how do you feel i feel great i say well that's the goal on it <laughs> doesn't matter how you look if you're waking up feeling great every day that's that should be the goal as that's opposed to waking why. up looking good in the mirror but you feel like a bag of shit Aye. do you know what i mean that's what you push because i used to be in great shape before covid i felt shite yeah. I'm um, uh, people, it's no about just how you look. Mm. You can feel you can look fantastic to everybody else and feel shite in yourself. Yeah. Doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the way to go. Good. So the book boot camps were, were booming. <laughs> they were, you, they, they were, were booming, they were they, going for it and then, yeah, then COVID hit then. Then COVID hit and it was like, and COVID one of the worst COVID things. COVID hit and we panicked, I think. Did we you just pull the plug on a lot of them? No, we How's it? Wait, wait before I, we even get in, how's the operation running? This is two of you. So it's two of us, and I had two trainers at Pollock. I had two, two, two at each boot camp. Right, so okay. we had six instructors <coughs> plus me and Adam. So you built up a pretty good business model. <laughs> we, at this point, a, aye. we had, aye, we had paying employees. We had, we, had, we, we, we had it good. We had it. We had it going well. They were just. They were just. Uh, they weren't the employees. They were just. Like, no, sorry, I'm just saying that. Like, aye, aye, so they were just um, subbies. Subbies, <laughs> aye, so contract instructors. So they could still yeah. do their own, their own PT and that. Aye, so we built up a good a good a good operation. Aye, and obviously, like every business that was physical. Took a hit 
Mm. Where clients would come to their business. Was that frustrate frustration knowing knowing what physical fitness and the community aspect and everything you've been through from a like your marine point of view, your your youth football? How how is that for you as an individual seeing the impact of what you can actually do and I, what was being? With my mindset, with my mindset, then I was like, oh, fuck man, I'm just getting started in life now. This has happened to me. I was starting to. Have Live outside things because right, I was okay. thinking I was getting on the right trajectory of life. Right. I was thinking, what's what's happening here? This is not the plan. This is not where I see myself going. And when that happened, we just went on to the online, the Zoom. We cut our membership in half, which was probably the wrong, the wrong thing to do then because you're still delivering the service. You're still. We brought the price down. We brought the price it's, down. It's weird that you think that we were talking about that with the when you're pricing your online, and I seen a great point. It was like. Well, if you can give a better service online, why would you cut the price? Yeah, and that, we, we cut we cut the price. And when everybody was actually getting more money than they... Do you know <laughs> what I mean? They're not travelling They're not travelling, they were in yeah. full. So we were like, we've actually seen ourselves off. We were cutting the price and everybody's getting more money in their pocket and still getting paid. They're either all getting full pay for the government. And we're like, we didn't, I didn't realise that until we looked back on it, but which, which is fine. But when we came out, obviously we boomed because we were outdoors, we were well-known outdoors. But as the time went on, because everybody the, else started, I, everybody else started, and I think the world has changed, mate. You can just feel it in there mm. in terms of like outdoor training and trying to get members and the cost of living. It's just seen a, a, a the boot camps took a hit, so we lost, they shut down Hillhead, then Hamilton went, and we've only recently closed Kilmarnock right. within the last three months. So you've only got one left I've only got Pollock down at Pollock Shaws and we've actually we moved for the cricket club and we're now in Pollock Shaws in a gym space right. so we are oh indoors indoors now right, okay. so it's went for an outdoor boot camp and we're now indoors in, in Pollock doing just just something similar just using weights and that right so how's that been from a a, a business point of view you think that's the right decision to like yeah well down, so myself like... and I like our vision of where we want to go in life has changed yeah. So where where we see ourselves going and and having multiple boot camp building the boot camps isn't in that vision. Aye. So only this year <clears throat> I was sitting on my couch in a dark December's night on my flat with my wee dog. My wee dog's called Rambo. He's a miniature poodle, by the way. Every time I'm walking in the park, I'm like, Rambo! <laughs> and the, the people are looking going, what's this That's Rambo? And wee Rambo, wee miniature poodle, runs up smiling. They're like, looking at me laughing, Rambo. So I was sitting in with him in a, a cold, dark night in December, and I was like, I'm just fed up, man. I, I, I want, I, I need something to change. So just getting in a rut with the, the boot camp, as you know, being a PT and a coach and that, you can get yourself in ruts and I was in a rut and I was just like, things need to change. I just says to myself, do you know what, I'm not settling for mediocre, I want to go and get the best shot in my life, I want to go and do amazing things, I want to help more people in this world. And I came across a wee motivational video for, who is it, and Andrew Tate. <laughs> <laughs> cut that out, cut, cut that out. Cut, cut, controversial guy and it was no, just. we'll cut it up so it makes it look even worse. <laughs> I it, love Andrew Tate. It was just, it was just, well he was all over TikTok and that thing. Like, every, 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 every post you're like, fucking hell. That's how I started getting right back into the gym, I wouldn't even deny it. Yeah. Like, it was videos like that and I was like, you know, fuck I don't, it. 
Fuck you don't, it. don't agree with everything he says. Like everybody, nobody, everybody, you're not got to agree with everything. He's just the same. You're not got to agree with all his views, but he's got some really good stuff out there for motivation and men's mental health. Do you know what I mean? He does. And what the video was I came up and seen was he's like, get a phone addiction. And I'm like, get a phone addiction. He's like, yep, get a phone addiction if you want to get a message out there, you want to get moving in life, is get a phone addiction and start creating content mm -hmm. and stop consuming content. Yeah. Stop consuming other people's content. And that just thing we did in my head, I'm like, you know, I'm just consuming content. I'm even consuming his fucking content every day, do you know, yeah. on TikTok. So for that day, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to make as many short form videos as possible and I'll start firing them out. Was that December there? December? Just December there, mate. Because uh, when, we, when we started podcast, it was last September. Yeah. About now, roughly about now, we started. And I remember seeing, because we were like we were in G4 at the same yeah. time and seeing that you had launched, it was about yeah. the, roughly the same time. So what was your being or having these kind of dopamine dunts, as we call it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your social media consumption like through at this point? We starting to get further and so, further so into that. So I was mate, I... I, I also, you know, uh, Gary V, mm -hmm. he's like, create for, you've seen it, and he says create for, so that was why I started creating four small uh, short form videos a day, because I've seen his as well, he's like, create, and putting them out, so what I just started doing is going, right, who do I want my message to be, who do I want to help, and what do I know who, what's like my target market, and I was like, do you know, I don't want a fucking target market, I'm just going to speak about things that I've struggled with in the past, and I'll just make... Loads See of short form bed right. and I'll just fire them out. Right. And I just started firing them out and there was one I made called The Internal Struggle. And I put it on TikTok and it just like boom and I think it like get two hundred and fifty thousand views. And it was me just talking about how I felt inside back with my gap like everything I've spoken in the mm -hmm. podcast about my gambling addiction, how I hit uh, how I hit my rock bottom. It was either sink or swim and I decided to swim and at that point things did get better for you in life. And that went massive on TikTok and that gave me the inspiration and the motivation to, you know, just you know what that's it. A lot of people I'm going to Keep continue going. this. And for like I'd say for about three months, honestly, I, over the winter I just sat in and made short form videos and hammered them out on TikTok. And my TikTok count grew to like thirty odd thousand. Yeah, so that. that's what I mean. Like remember coming across your profile on Instagram. I think you just launched it, the Live and Kicking podcast, yeah. or your, just your actual personal page, and then you came up in my feed again, I was like, oh, it's that Stuart guy, and I clicked on, and I was like, what the hell is, I was like, I seen, the, I can't remember how many posts you had made, but I was like, seen the posts, seen the, like, the followers, and then seen, like, the content you're putting out, and I was like, wow, that's, yeah. that's and that, that's where the Live and Kicking, so I was doing, I was like, doing the cold water therapy and that, mm -hmm. and every time I get in the barrel when it was freezing, I was like, whoa, alive, I'm kicking. And that's for the, the alive and kicking brand that I'm starting to build now has originated nah, from, just because amazing. of that that feeling. And it, all, it then filtered into my message and who the people I was trying to speak to and lift up and motivate and get them moving in life, that they are alive, they are kicking, do you know what I mean? You can go fucking do great things with your life. No, nah, it's fantastic inspiration. When it comes to social media, so I'm curious because the creation side, yeah, it's a dark art, man. You're doing a dark hallway and all yeah. these different apps and all that sort of stuff. So, what do you, have you found like a good strategy? Are you still posting three times a day? No, like, no, no, no. So I've done. I've, I, I'd say I've put in the hard jabs at the start, and the TikTok gave me the it gave me that motivation and that little fire. to go, do you know what? This has worked. People are resonating with my message, but it gets because I've now. On an online program at it, I've actually 
it's not just sit, it's not just sitting there making content all day. I have to run a program. Also get the boot camp yeah. in the back. No, you need everything. I've I've got a lot of stuff today. So and I've got an audience of people now. So I've just done one. I just do one or two posts a day. Aye. So the the art of it is consistency. Yeah, is that what you found out? Consistency. You need to keep posting every day to find out what works. And then when you find whatever it works, keep hammering I'm that. I'm gonna go and buy a new phone after this because I just <laughs> that's why I don't make videos as much as I want. I think that's I, an excuse, mate. The phone's no, not. He's got an iPhone. What? No, it's at eleven. And the final, get back to Andrew Tate and that vid, that short form video. He says, if you keep doing that, he says, eventually people will listen. Well, that that's it. hard work. Always pays off, right? It pays off in one form or another. Yeah. Right? It might not have been. For some people, it might not be like the social um, awareness for the pr- purpose of posting, but like even if you never had grown a following, you'd probably still be doubling down on what that is. Yeah. But even if it was helping ten other people, yeah. five other people, that would give you that gratification, satisfaction. Yeah. Well. You know what? Because well. uh, you don't strike me as a guy that it was all about the likes or that sort of stuff. No, it was it's like the, that's the the trap you can get. In. For me, it was just get them out, help as many people as possible. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, the byproduct is I want to help as I want more people to follow me. I of want course, to yeah, help yeah, as many yeah. people. See these people go, there's no further followers or this. Fucking right, I want, I want my message to be out there as help many people as one. I want as many people to follow me because I believe in my message and the people who do follow me are resonating with it. Mm. So I never get, I never get hung up and going, it's not for the followers. It's for the followers, but not in the sense of my ego. Or yeah. It's in the sense of I, I want to help as many people as possible. I think I think for everybody else to take into consideration as well is that's a thirty-five year time to build up that message and actually put it out. Yeah, and that's like it's, that, that's thirty-five year worth of right. Uh, what is my message? I, is I, this? I sit and reflect back and go, my target market is not men, is not women. It's the twenty-one-year-old me who I spoke mm-hmm. about who was struggling before he joined the Marines. Mm-hmm. That guy who has been frustrated all the way up to his thirty. And all the feelings and all being good enough of, as I call it, the pitfalls of society negotiating this world, I call it a clown world. Because look at it, look at the, the, the state it's in. Mm. You just look at social media and you're like, fuck me, scratching your head at what's going on in the world. Yeah. It's trying to wake people up for that. Is Life's like a game, isn't it? And you're a player in that game. And it's up to you how you then go and play it. Right. And think of all these things, like going out and boozing every weekend. Is like a, a trap in the game, and then when you get trapped in that, it's game over, and you have to start again. again. Then you're gone, and it's an hour pitfall. Mm-hmm. But when you wake up, you can start going. Do you know what? I'm not going to go to the weekend, get pissed because it's not good for me physically, mentally, emotionally. I'm going to avoid it and say no. Aye. So that's you avoiding a pitfall of life, and you're starting to play the game and walking towards where you want to go. Yeah. See on the the social media side, do you ever find yourself wanting to do the stupid dances and all that sort of stuff, or you so, just get away from it? <laughs> no, I was like, so when I started, when I started, I was doing all the things like lip syncing and all that, and I was, well, yeah. I, was I was having funny. I was like making myself wee chocolate bars, singing and all that, and posting them <laughs> on my stories. I wasn't giving a shit, mate. I was just having. I was also putting a serious message out, but I was also posting. Aye, the funny a, fu- side. a fun side to me on 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 a the relatable side. Aye, the relatable. So I was having then things get when you do start posting three four times a day to get your message out there and, and fire things out. It gets consuming. Do you know what I mean? And you're like fuck. So I, within that period, within this period of time, I have felt overwhelmed at periods. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And I've had to. What I've learned now is within my business, I call it push pull. 
So there'll be periods where I'll push social media, push, push, push. Then I'll pull back for a few months and recharge my batteries and rest and recuperate. Uh, so many, so many good things have directions to go in here. You, so you said you teetotal. Like I'm, t- you- I'm, I'm teetotal. Me, I'll have a, sh- I'll have a shandy in that. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. say if I go to a wedding, I'll have a couple of shandies. But right. I'm, t- I'm pretty much teetotal. Oh, yeah, I don't get. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get in, in booze now. What was I mean, that? What was that like shifting? Then did you did just is this where so your life, friends life, and your life, circles? So, and all so that? I think it's when you're shifting away from that life, you have to think it is a toxic relationship. Right. It's got to be tough. You're then leaving a, a relationship where that was an outlet for stress. It was an outlet for anxiety. It was an outlet for your emotions, wasn't it? Yeah. So when you start distancing yourself with that, you feel it. It's hard, and you're obviously getting pulled back, and you're ah, you feel it, and it becomes. It becomes lonely because then you realise the people you're hanging about with, or you're only hanging about with them because you are standing at the bar drinking a pint, taking a line. Mm. That's the only reason you're pal. That's, a that's the only reason you're you That's got, only uh, caught. Aye, that's only caught. When you start getting away from that, you're like, shit, my circle's getting smaller and smaller. So it's having to bridge that gap and build yourself hobbies, build yourself a new lifestyle. Whether it's joining a gym, whether it's joining a, a group like your your gym here or whatever, and starting to meet new people, you have get better healthier habits, better mindset, and and join. How I look at it is, if you're at a position in your life, mate, is look at somebody who you respect and value, and you would like to be in, like to go where they're they're at in life, and then understand that you can get there as well because that person has then left a blueprint. Yeah. They've left loads of actionable steps to get there yeah. and that's all that's all it is but then you need to realize i need to leave this old life for these bad habits yeah who, who, did you have an inspiration yourself other than andrew Tate? <laughs> no he was not he's not it was just that no vid- i know is that just what sparked it that's just you, what spark, i don't i don't i don't have an i don't have an inspiration mate i don't look at md in the world because i'm taking myself away from ego i take myself away from being a human being and understand we're all the same Fundamentally, we're all human beings trying to survive in the world. As I said to you, I believe I'm a pure, authentic soul. I believe we all are, we just don't know that. Mm-hmm. And I listen to my feelings, how I feel, and then I'll go and do that path in life. So, for example, if I have a decision to make or a choice to make with my business, where I want to go, if it doesn't feel right for me, I'm not going there. I'm switching off the logic and I'm going with instincts mm. and for something does feel right for me like do you know what i really want to go for that go no idea that's where i'm at oh, good so in terms of where you're going next then what is the so it sounds like the boot cams they're winding down do you yep. think that last one will go or do you think that will just no, hold a special that, place that, in that one yeah that one it's got a good it's got a good it's got a good wee group of good. Uh, members there so that will stay we've got an instructor there in terms of where I'm going is not just TikTok, so recently or the last few months, all my social media, so Facebook, Instagram, I'm just helping a lot of people online through my Live and Kitten program, mm-hmm. so I see the vision in the future is to continue doing yeah. this path and helping as many people as is possible Good. in that Good. program. Uh, Do you want to speak about that, the program? And, like and the, that, oh, sorry. And then it's like, for me, it's like I don't <clears throat> look too much into the future where I want to go, it's just I'll just negotiate things when they come. Do you know what I mean? And, and how things feel. So I think with people, we get too caught up in the future and we get too caught up in the past and we forget just to enjoy the present moment. Absolutely. So what I've tried to do, mate, is just revert back and start enjoying my journey. Mm. Start enjoying this journey, start going, do you know what? What is the end goal? 
Whereas program, whereas the the mountain, whereas the flag, and you look at it, and don't forget to enjoy all these steps up there. Aye. So that's where I'm at. I'm like, right, slow down, be present, enjoy, just enjoy each day, mm. and then go go with obviously what you're saying the program. Aye, the programs, as I say, it's just originated from jumping in the stuff. No, I've got a, a <laughs> online, an online program, and I've got. <laughs> A podcast as yeah, well, yeah. so I know the podcasting world, as you know, like I watched your, your episode, the 100 episodes, and that's the same, and mm. it's like, it's all about trying things in life, and that's what I say, I'll, I'll start a podcast because I can go more in-depth into topics that I speak about, and just see where that goes, Aye. and watching you, like coming out your podcast, and then watching you guys, as, as we talk about the evolution, and how you've grew as a person, and your perspectives have changed, and mm. How you can then convey that across across to your your, your followers and that it's it's Aye, amazing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Even just telling, like being able to tell your story and hearing other people's stories, yeah. like it's that connection element that we're that we're all really seeking in life yeah. and hearing people on similar journeys, completely different journeys. But that's why we that's why the name Bulletproof Mindset came out because it was like everybody thinks you need to be like this ultimate resilient person but ultimately a bulletproof mindset is your it's your weaknesses as well it's the Aye. it's the downfalls it's the pitfalls that make you yeah. a, a more stronger like resilient individual yeah, resilient. every yeah. single time we've had somebody on i've left and went right i'm gonna do this <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah. like, i'm gonna go and get a new phone yeah. today <laughs> no i swear to god i will but i went and done something else something else something else because i've listened i'm like Fuck man, that's so fucking right. And you don't think you're gonna come away from it like that. So yeah. the more people you meet, the more people you speak yeah, to. Yeah, and that like that, as you said that, that that's that's what it's like. You get guests on and you learn that's what that's what for me for a podcast is get different guests on because you want to learn for their life experience mm-hmm. as well and I, take things away because then you're armoring yourself up continually. You honestly think you're just talking, but you're not just talking, you're like taking <laughs> out your song and everything yeah, and you're like, like yeah. good. I've I've listened back to our own episodes, just me and James yeah. talking, and I'm like, I need to take that advice I'm listening to. It's me that's saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's such a good point you're raising. That, there, that, that, <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? You always have to consistently go back and check yourself to go, right, this always. is the best. And you could get down into the whole thing about imposter syndrome, didn't you? Because mm. that's something I've had to deal with. with like, Especially posting like, that. Like, like going for having nobody following me, nobody listening to me. Now I've got a quarter of a million people on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Listen me every day and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? But then How I did go, I get that? But then I go, do you know what? I believe in myself. Mm. Look at what you've came through, Stuart. When you believe in yourself, everything changes for you. Too many is are looking for external saviors. So, for example, we're looking for a higher power. We're looking for a religion. We're looking for somebody to come and save us. But the only person's come to save you is you. Mm-hmm. You've got all the power within you. So, within you, as we spoke about, your soul. What made you change? It was giving you the answers. They threw depression, the triggers, anxiety, and you're like, "Fuck, that's your soul. That's your power." Going, let's go up and go and let's. Uh, I yeah, hate feeling like this. See, I'm no spiritual, but like, see, recently, a lot's been happening. I'm not. I'm, I'm there's, not, there's, I'm there's been something in. There's been something inside. I'm like, there's something like, as you say, the soul. Yeah. You feel it. You're like, there's something happening. Don't know what it is. I don't. I don't. I'm no. I don't. I don't believe in God, etc. Right. And uh, but I was like, there's something inside me that's pushing me through these dark times. And going right, let's keep going. But it's something there. It's not me. Like, oh, it's me. But there's something there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is? I don't, I don't believe in any external higher power, mate. I believe in myself. Mm-hmm. I believe in my soul. I believe we're. I believe we're all souls. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, well, the- no spirit. I'm. I'm. 
Bring me in here for spirituality because spirituality becomes made out like it's people's religion as well. Mm-hmm. So I believe in myself. I don't give my power away to spirituality that I've got higher power. Yeah. Stuart Irons has got Stuart Irons to where he's got today. Aye. Stuart Irons got him to where he got when he was gambling and in the pits, but I also created the power within myself to go and take to action and make well. things happen. Mm-hmm. So fundamentally, my message is self-belief. Believe in yourself. As soon as you start believing in yourself, everything will change for you in life. Don't give that power away. No, no. That's where the the saying goes: "Go with your gut." You're feeling your it. Go with your gut instinct. You're mate. feeling it in here. That, like, that, that's, that's, my, that's, that's what my soul is. It's Let's my, go! It's my gut. Let's <laughs> fucking go! It's my gut. It's my gut. I've been doing lads. I've been doing the full spiritual route as well. I've been ah, doing yeah, it on. Yeah. It was a rabbit hole, and it all come back to I was giving my power area, spirituality, and a higher power, and I'm like. It's not, it's here, I'm getting these feelings with my soul every day, that's my power, we are, we can say we are like a creation, mm-hmm. that we can go and create our own world and our own reality. Yeah, I believe that. Do you know what I mean? You've got the power to go and do that. So let me ask you a question that can yeah. get real deep way. Go for it. People like, I like people deep, hate I like deep, I like deep cut people, three guys uh, in here. <laughs> that, that's probably a stigma, is what you're of saying. Course, yeah. Guys know why to speak up and talk about how they feel, or how... And in, in life, well, I, 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 that's that, that's another thing as yeah. well. There's there is an ego, and it's like you you almost have to. You just need my. I guess the phrase "man up" in a way is is. I know I don't know if it's been tarnished or not. I try and not pay attention to too much yeah. of that when it comes to social media, but in terms of like life's purpose, as you said there, or like what's the point of living and all that, now, people avoid those questions and or don't like thinking about them. Uh, I know my wife, she'll be listening to this, she'll be turning the podcast off right now because she, <laughs> she thinks about it and says, ah, what is fucking the world? Like, what is the society? Have you got a pulse on that at all? Have you had any well, of the... Oh, on, on... Just all in, just in general. On, like, but, but, you know, it's like switching off for the external world, mate. It's there to keep you in a trap. So look at social media, look at all the information, look at everything, evidence to keep you trapped in your head. Yeah. So if you can get as far away from your head and into your soul and switch off information and start living to within, and I'll go, how do we do that? How do we live within? What makes us happy in life? What makes us content? And it's the simple things. Just and look back at your childhood. So in your childhood, you would all have you would have had things he's loved doing. So what I loved doing was playing football. I loved playing golf. I loved just running about in nature, on the swings and all that. And that's what you need to get back to is being a child. Mm. Too many is Oh no, no, too, I don't. Too, that's my problem. Too, 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 <laughs> many is, too many is are so far away from our, the things that we're passionate about and creative about. I agree with that. When, when you are an adult, just look back Look back at when you were a child and write down the, the, the five things you did as a child that brought you happiness and joy. Then introduce them into your life as an adult. Aye, play. And they're the things that you do in your spare time, your hobbies, your passions. And if you can then go and create the hobbies or passions and uh, like I get up and I love it and I create every day, then you've found your purpose. Mm. Is that That's for me. Fundamentally, that's where I see life, mate. It's just enjoying being here enjoy aye, the, aye. enjoy the ride try and stay in the present moment as possible and think like a kid again mm-hmm. and then let all the adult stuff deal with itself because yeah. that that's what happens doesn't it the life gets sucked out as an adult because of all the pressures you, you leave school up. and you get you get into a job you work 95 you, you, you come home for work 
whatever you you maybe sit and watch the telly, drink, drink cat and shite. You can get stuck in a rut. Get every weekend, and you can see how people get stuck because that's it. What society's pushed on, isn't it? The puff start lifestyle. Instead of pushing like creativity, go and do this, go and do that, keep busy. Even self self belief, and that's why the message of like lifting weights is probably where we resonate with the most because yeah that get there's almost like a byproduct as soon as you get stronger and you walk through the doors of the gym you start like there's these micro adverse opportunities when you couldn't lift that weight now you're lifting that weight now you're lifting more than that weight yeah and that carries over to life more so than looking muscular or having been more shredded like that to me is like where i i do feel that like yes finding an exercise that you can stick with and you love but that's where pushing that message of look i think there's more to like lifting weights if more people do it mm -hmm. try it out and I'm, I'm yet to come across someone that we that has got over that hurdle of like yeah. right okay it's not about the aesthetic side of things and they start doing it like man my energy's through it's the roof feel, i just feel, feel great feel better it's, it's the mm -hmm. self-belief it's and like, the oh, confidence my, I, in it i've been <clears> able to fucking lift my bag and put it in the overhead yeah fucking locker and i and i think and it's all can these play with my kids ah, yeah. do you know what i mean i've got energy i can i'm happy to get a picture mm -hmm. took Aye. Do you know what I mean? All these things, it's all the things that we don't think about because we're too busy comparing ourselves yeah. on social media mm. to people's highlight reels. And I think, so like we were talking about social media is a big topic in it, with comparison and like imposter syndrome and news, like for us being coaches, getting sucked into other coaches other other other, <laughs> other, other coaches and that, and you've probably done it going, fucking hell, I'm struggling with clients here, I can't. And that's cunts winning in life. I'm, Been like, there. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Been there. Do you know what I mean? And you're like, then you have to check yourself and it's the same if it's just anyone is just go, do you know what? You don't know what's happening in that person's life. Don't you don't know. know. They're going through, everybody's going through the same struggles, mate, no matter what. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mentally, physically, emotionally. It's just concentrating on yourself, making sure that you're doing your best every day to move forward with your life. Right. And don't get caught up in the external world because it's, it's all, crap. it's all crap, Shite. It's all crap. I think the, 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 the things that make me most happiest mate, is having time to walk Rambo in the park, getting a coffee, and just some chill out time, mate. Oh. And that's when I'm most happy and content. Do you know what's the weirdest thing about that? People, other people will listen to that and go, that sounds boring, man. And it's because they're chasing the highs in life. It's chasing the, the weekend done and all this. But you've got a more fine-tuned of the, the simpler things in life. Yeah. And getting to that point in life, like, everything else is, is, yeah, is achievable. Just, There's no uh, I can't uh, anymore. Life's, it's, a, it's about creating simplicity, mate. Oh, absolutely. You can, you can break everything down into your, into your life. For someone who's watching this and they're like, right, I'm struggling. Hey, let's break my life down in the little areas and where I can mm -hmm. work on. So let's break it down and physically. <clears throat> I'm struggling with my health. Yeah, I can go, right, I'm going to take some a period of time and focus on myself physically. I'll get in the gym, I'll get a trainer, I'll eat healthy foods, I'll build a lifestyle mm -hmm. that I can create something where I'm healthy in my own skin. Then you can go, right, let's look at my work, my business and my career. Am I happy and fulfilled in this? The answer's no, right, but action steps can I take to change career and maybe upgrade my workplace and get into a better environment? Then you can focus some time on that, and that's obviously got to be a byproduct to your finances. So if you're struggling financially, you're like, right, I'm going to work on that area. So then you, then you can start going, right, I'm going to break it down into the things that we've spoken about, human nature, relationships. What's my relationships like with my other half, my work colleagues, my kids? 
and then you can put some time into building relationships and understanding other people. How I try and do is go, right, what needs the most work done. That's priority. That's a priority. Mm-hmm. And when that gets up to a decent level, you can then move on to the other one. And then what you want to do is just get them all in this wee even thing. So life's simple. And you can just maintain, maintain your body, maintain your health, maintain your finances, maintain your relationships. And then everything's in sync with each other. Mm-hmm. And you're not fucking stressed, overwhelmed, thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm overweight, I'm, I'm the energy, or I'm skint, I've no money. Aye. or all my relationships are chaos. Aye. You're taking the excuses away. Taking the excuses away, yeah. are you're just taking, just breaking things, doing simply and, and and knowing that life's just for living the present moment because we don't have the past. So this podcast we just done's gone, mm. as in the conversation, it's obviously taped, it's away, we don't have it. Mm. It's still to come, the podcast that we've got to speak about in 10 minutes, time's not here yet. But what mean you're focusing on is the here and now. Ah, you're listening. And that's what today I just 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 focus on the here and now. That's yeah. all you've got. That's where the that's where like these things like your imposter syndrome and all that probably comes from is because like I need to be successful, I need to be this guy, I need to I need to do that. It's like, well like take a few steps back and, yeah, and I be think, present. Do you think it comes down to like <clears throat> fear of failure and the fear of success, how you've been brought up and conditioned for your yeah, life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think brought up as a as a part of it, but I honestly think more than ever is to this is social media i mm. need to yeah. and like i'm now known as the coach that has my studio and that sort of stuff if i fail that now my audience knows you I, feeling pressure with that, you? I don't i don't personally but i feel like there's a lot of coaches who who come into the space and that's what kind of trips them up to start with we were talking about this early on oh, that, so you're fighting like it's like oh realizing that you're like on level 20 near oh, level like, zero this didn't happen overnight no exactly <laughs> exa- exactly and, and there's a part a lot of us i speak about like luck has its part to play in life yeah. and you lean into it and make it work or you can you can not yeah. captivate it and i think that's as, as you, best you can get you've created your own luck do you know what mm, i mean you've not done too, yeah. you've not done your, you've not done a hundred and two podcasts because it's lucky He's mm. have manifested we've got to do a podcast he's a thought and what's the most important thing he's have done yeah you have took consistent action you have turned up every day for somehow uh, every week <laughs> <laughs> but you have done it we somehow got it done, and then mate. it's like when you do that you can only win in life mm. if you keep that up right and it's those traits that it's to communicate like the consistency of showing up and doing the stuff that you can do first and all that yep. sort of stuff so no fantastic and, and that, that's what i think about life is as you can get into different topics in different areas is like you see all the like manifest your dreams, manifest your goals. Do you believe in that? No, I don't believe in I that. Say, I listened to Stephen Bartlett released his book <coughs> last night and I joined him and Simon Sinek. We're right. doing like a call and he talks about he had a girlfriend that he had in New York and she's like, I can manifest anything. I can go to this taxi right now and I won't get hit with a car or something like that. <laughs> she didn't get hit, yeah. but she was like, she is crazy. I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe in the don't like believe in the law of attraction where you sit there and you're just going to manifest in your living room like i'm going to win a million pound you need action oh you're not you, yeah, you need it's manifestation action. which is thought and you're turning it into action mm. which is then going and having a plan of action right, right yeah. what's the plan what's the what's the steps to get that million pound because it's not going to come to you so that was the analogy he used he goes the way he was comparing us like the sat navs your manifestation mm. but your car's getting you to the destination like you need they almost both need to kind of be in sync and and i think you need to have a vision for the the, the path that you're maybe lying out it doesn't need to be perfect but 
knowing like where you're going you don't need to know that like you said the, the flag at the top maybe necessarily you yeah. take live in the moment and and kind of go with the flow but I, I think if you know that like know the outcome where you're going in life then all this it makes all these steps easier and all the decisions easier on these steps mm. so for example for you as someone who's on a fat loss journey and they want to lose x amount of weight in three to six months they know the outcome so then every decision they make has got to make it easier for them in terms of where they want to go. Mm-hmm. So for example, they've got a decision to go out on a Saturday night and booze with their pals. But they know the outcome, so they're like, no, I'll give that a miss because I know where I'm going in life. Mm-hmm. So it's always important to have a, a mission and an outcome. To, yeah. I know where I'm going to, so your decisions become easier to get there. Do you know what's just popped in my head? you ever been stuck in, you're driving to one destination to other, it's the same road you always drive, you hit roadworks and they divert you? And you go on that road that you don't really know. That's and life, it feels like, it? no, but it feels like <laughs> fucking ages. You're like, where am I going here? Why is it taking me yeah. this way? Where the fuck am I? And then you're and right it, back on the path. And it's back on the path, but it was only five minutes. Yeah. And you're like, that was so stressful there. Yeah. And I think sometimes you could probably relate yeah. it back to that. And that, that, that. You've just summed up life there in your journey. Mm. You're going to get diverted. Success is not linear. It's, no. it's all other place. Not, not it? it should be. That's that's what and, makes it success. And, that, and enjoy, enjoy it. Enjoy the barriers. Enjoy the hurdles because that's life teach you i guess that's life teach testing you mm-hmm. they teach you a lesson do you know what i mean so you're getting tested and you taught a lesson of course you want to keep moving forward with your life where they test and their lessons become less so you know how that's a test i'll, I'll walk over i'm looking for me yeah. i'm i'm sick of lessons i think everybody's everybody's <laughs> sick of lessons aren't they? it's like but that's the beauty of life isn't it that's nice if i didn't get through what i went through in my past i wouldn't be able to sit here and talk about all this stuff on the podcast absolutely. for you guys today because it's all learned through experience do you know oh, what i mean absolutely. i've not learned it I've not learned it in a textbook. Everything that you learn in a textbook as a coach is things like how to do a squat. Do you know what I mean? How to give somebody a nutrition plan. Mm. You don't learn all these. Well, like life. you said, the goal of having the fat loss going six months, like even that in itself is so complex because like, right, what happens when that goes over? How do you get to that goal? Yeah. There's so many different paths and yeah. routes that you can go down. The yeah. book doesn't tell you that. The book's no. just like, cut your calories, move. And yeah. you're like, all right, cut your calories, move. It's like, I can't do that. It's like, the book's not telling me what yeah, to do here. Yeah. I need to work it out and, for myself. And, and that news, I've probably found that out. But your your own journey, it's coaching people is coaching is an art, mate, and it is about understanding people and no one size fits all. Yeah. The clients and your worst clients will be your best clients because they'll teach you most about yourself. Mm-hmm. See, if you all had great clients, you wouldn't learn anything. Because no. then, when you get that one bad client, you'd be like, "How did I do this?" And it's always important to go. Do you know what? It's I'm got to put as much time and effort into this person because they they are not my best client. They have they're just different. So I need to understand them at a more deeper level. What is their triggers? What is deep holding them back that they can't achieve what that person yeah. can achieve? And that's where you need to. That's where you need to go with coaching. Do you know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. So this could turn into a Joe Rogan podcast if you do that. It's two hours already. It's <laughs> rapid, man. Um, so I know, like you, you have an, an incredible journey and in, in mindset and an outlook and a fantastic message of what you're putting out there. Uh, we've got some topics that when we were writing it off the next yep. hundred episodes and stuff. Definitely, would love to get you back on and go deeper into some yeah, of these, de- these, these mindset I've things. I've enjoyed that. Actually, can't believe that's two hours. <laughs> it's crazy. You got to edit the start of it. 
No, keep it just keep it in, mate. No, keep it in, it was good. It may have made that on 55. No, it's all good. So, no, honestly, thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure having you. Oh, I absolutely enjoyed it, lads. Cheers. Thanks very much. Thank you.